This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Thursday. It's June 11th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Two bodies were found after two teens went missing in the Schuylkill River on Wednesday. It happened near 56th Street and Eastwick Avenue around 7.15 in the evening. Police say two boys ages 15 and 14 years old were seen going into the river for a swim but never resurfaced. The two bodies were pulled from the river, but they have not yet been positively identified by police. Family members say 15-year-old Quader Beverly and his best friend were both missing. One of the young boys jumped into the river and had difficulty swimming. The second boy jumped in to help his friend, said Inspector Ray Evers with the Philadelphia Police Department. Quader's grandmother told 6ABC she's not surprised he tried to rescue someone. He takes care of his brothers and sisters. He has one brother he's really close to who's blind and he watches him. So that's the type of person he is. So she uh, so when he saw his best friend fall in, he would be the type of person to go in and save him, she said. Anyone with information is asked to contact police at 215-686-TIPS. It's wild, man, because you, you look at the river you look at the at the Schuylkill specifically and it doesn't you just don't see no except in some spots where there's you know uh there's rocks and so on you'll see some some white water but you don't see how you can just get sucked under Looks and like taken a, away like a lazy river basically yeah, it but does, it's not but it's yeah. got power underneath it yeah in case you swim across it in case you swim across at one point where was that where that was swim? up in like up in Prussia, right yeah yeah uh just below uh, i guess i guess it's Considered Upper Marion. As you okay. were swimming across, did you notice a lot of cross current or no? Okay. I did. Well, and I also swam. I'm sorry, I, uh, Kathy. I missed the beginning of the story. I don't know exactly where this was, but I also swam right by like Strawberry Mansion Bridge. I did the uh, Philadelphia Triathlon years ago, oh, that's and right. we went in. You know, just basically across from Boathouse Row, and you, we swam upstream and then looped underneath a bridge and then came back downstream. Yeah, the yeah. Inclining. This was this was 56 and Eastwick. All right. Okay. I don't even know where that is. No, but that's a this terrible story. Mm. And it ha- you know what? And it happens every yeah every year every year we're, we're yep. leading into summer. That yep. it happens every t- every year. Relatives of two children missing since September said Wednesday that the bodies of the two children uncovered in rural Idaho are the young boy and his big sister, whose mother and her husband are behind bars in the case that sees global attention. Authorities haven't released the identities of the bodies discovered on the property of Chad Day- Daybell, who married the children's mother Lori uh, Vallow Daybell a few weeks after the kids were last seen. But Joshua J.J. Vallow's grandfather, Larry Woodstock, told the Post Register in Idaho Falls that both children are no longer with us, also referring to 17-year-old Tylee Ryan. Extended family members of both children sent a joint statement to KSAZ-TV, a Phoenix television station, confirming the deaths and asking for privacy. It's another grim turn in a case that dragged on for months without answers, captivating people with its ties to the couple's doomsday beliefs and the mysterious deaths of their former spouses. But developments were rapid this week. Investigators searched Chad Daybell's property for evidence. They found children's remains. The prosecutor charged him with destroying or concealing two sets of human remains. Kathy, Dave- correct me if I'm wrong, but what wasn't part of the deal that the their, their marriage was predicated on her getting rid of the children, or that that was that was one of the things they're suggesting that that before she had this to get rid of them? right that Ooh. this this culty guy she ended up with um, suggested that that would be a better way to go. 
Daybell's attorney, John Pryor, didn't immediately respond to a request request for comment. A judge set bail at $1 million during a short hearing. Police began searching for Tylee and JJ, who was seven years old when he vanished in November after uh, Woodsock and his other relatives raised concerns. Police say the couple lied to investigators about the children's whereabouts before quietly leaving Idaho and being found in Hawaii months later. In court documents, Madison County Prosecutor Rob Woods said he believes that Chad Daybell either concealed or helped hide the remains, knowing that they were about to be used as evidence in court. Wood said the first body was hidden or destroyed sometime on or after September 8th, the last known day that Tylee was seen, and a second, the second body on or after September 22nd, the last known day that JJ was seen. Lori Daybell already has been charged with child abandonment and obstructing the investigation and is in jail on a $1 million bond. Her attorney has indicated she intends to defend herself against the charges, and she is scheduled for a preliminary hearing next month. The executive and legislative branches neared a legal clash Wednesday over the emergency disaster declaration Governor Tom Wolf issued at the beginning of the pandemic with the majority Republicans voting to end it. The Democratic governor insisting he holds veto power and business owners left in limbo. The legislature late Tuesday declared an end to Wolf's three-month-old emergency declaration when members voted largely along party lines. Republicans asserted uh, their resolution paved the way for businesses shut down by Wolf's order to reopen. Wolf said that it did no such thing, that the shuttered of non- life-sustaining businesses had been authorized by his health secretary under a different law. Their dispute quickly landed in court with Senate Republicans suing to compel Wolf to issue an executive order officially ending the coronavirus emergency. Wolf has been beaten uh, has beaten back previous legal challenges on his action to combat the virus, welcomed the chance to argue the Republicans uh, had overstepped their authority. I'm going to continue to focus on protecting Pennsylvanians and navigating our recovery, but I'll tell you one thing. Ending the disaster declaration is not part of the plan, Wolf said at a news conference on Wednesday. He ticked off the list of things that he would end if the Republicans get their way, including relaxed eligibility requirements for unemployment compensation, moratoriums on evictions, and utility shutoffs and emergency food distribution networks that serve needy children. The choice we have is whether we prioritize safety by reopening carefully with precautions in place or whether we just create chaos and confusion through uh, carelessness, Wolf said. Wolf's gradual easing of pandemic restrictions has allowed retailers and many other types of businesses to reopen on a limited basis, but others, including barbershops and gyms, remain shut down in the most populous parts of the state. Republicans argued that they had the right and responsibility to check Wolf's, to check Wolf's power. Wolf's office said that he will disapprove the resolution if it makes it to his desk, but argued that much of the shutdown would not be a Affected. In sports this morning. All sacks are yummy. All sacks are yummy. NASCAR moved to ban the Confederate flag five years after requesting that fans don't display the flag at races. NASCAR announced yesterday that it was now prohibiting the display of the flag. The announcement comes two days after Bubba Wallace said the flag should be prohibited from tracks. The NASCAR statement read in part, the presence of the Confederate flag at NASCAR events runs contrary to our commitment to providing a welcoming and inclusive environment for all fans, our competitors, and our industry. Bringing people together around a love of racing and the community that it creates is what makes our fans 
Fans and Sports Special. The display of the Confederate flag will be prohibited from all NASCAR events and properties. The Phillies selected right-hander pitcher Mick Abel with the 15th pick in last night's Major League Baseball draft. Abel, who is 18 and comes out of Jesuit High School in Portland, Oregon, is 6'5 and 198 pounds with room to grow. <laughs> According to his scouting report, Abel possesses a tantalizing combination of present stuff, future projection, and pitch ability. His fastball ranges from 94 to 97 miles per hour, and his slider and curveball are both considered plus pitches. And Major League Soccer plans to return from the coronavirus pandemic shutdown with a 2016 tournament without spectators starting on July 8th in Orlando, Florida. The MLS is is back tournament, which will run through August 11th, will feature group stage matches that will count in the regular season. The The event will include 16 consecutive match days in the group round and will be staged at the Wide World of Sports Complex at Walt Disney World in Orlando, which is also where the NBA plans to stage its games when the league season resumes. There will be extensive medical protocols for players, including COVID-19 tests the day before each match. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you very much, Kathy. As uh, mentioned earlier, it is uh, Thursday, which is great, which means it's almost Friday, and uh, we're happy about that. So, we have a few things planned for today. We're going to have another guest on. Jim Florentine is getting in touch. Just another one of the friends of the show that we're going to see how he's doing. Yes. What's been going on? We like to check in with our friends, don't you? We'll check in <laughs> around 9 or so with uh, Mr. Florentine and see what's up in his world. And uh, I'm sure we got some stuff to give away and things like that that we'll get into the course. Of, you're being uh, very modest because you know what we have planned today will redefine broadcasting. But you're playing it close to the best and I appreciate that. Well, there's no need to boast, you know, or anything <laughs> like that. So we'll just kind of you know, be regular people. <laughs> yes. Real humble. That's yeah. our thing. That's sort of our thing. Now, we have have a, a person to highlight this morning, and then we have just one more school to choose, and that's it for 2020's Coolest Teacher of the Year. But yesterday, chosen at random was Pensacon High School and Pensacon Township, New Jersey. The students voted. Wait till you see who our winner is. Uh-huh. This dude's a badass, man. Oh, yeah? I was reading some of his stats here that uh, Marissa brought over. And he is an English teacher. We are going to uh, give the award to Mr. Frank Stepnowski. They apparently call him Step at the school. He's an English teacher, mentor, and dean of discipline for the ninth grade. Well, when a dean of discipline wins, yeah. that's an achievement. Listen, and I'm, I'm looking at uh, Marissa found some pictures from his Facebook page. <laughs> he's doing uh, pull-ups with weighted, you know, chains uh, hanging nice. on him and stuff. And uh, he's apparently an athlete. And there's a picture of him on his laptop with a very big bicep flex here. <laughs> the dude is in great shape. <laughs> yeah, we're looking at a picture of him here with a... Uh, a, a, a mock-up of him of some sort, which we're balloons going to have, to, balloons, yes. gonna have <laughs> to ask him about that. I can't tell if those are balloons or not. It looks like it, yeah. looks like the chest is. Do you think the students were afraid to vote for anyone else? It <laughs> might be that. They may be so intimidated by Step that they had no choice but to vote for him, but he's been teaching there for 15 years. Awesome. So uh, hopefully we will hear from Frank Stepnowski, and we will award him with the Coolest Teacher of the Year coffee mug. Just a little memento to say thank you from the students and thank you from the community doing such great work uh so and then uh we have one more to do one more school to choose and that's it who does this one uh it would be Uh, is it nick's turn 
Well, normally it would be Kathy's turn, but... Well, uh, let's do Kathy, yeah. Yeah, but yeah ladies first. Here. I'll draw, right. and then, uh, Kath, I'll hold it up to the right. FaceTime, oh. and uh, you get to read it and let the peoples know what school we are going with. So, here we go. I'm going to hold this up to Kath so she can see. Can you see that? Yes, and where is that? Yeah, I'm moving over to that part. Okay, right. easy. Right. We're going to go with Woodstown High School in Woodstown, New Jersey. And there it is. I think we have a record number of schools in Jersey this year. Weasley. Woodstown High School in Woodstown, New Jersey. You're the last one, so make it count. And here's how you vote. You just text the word teacher to 39333, and then we will send a link to you. And then you get to uh, let us know which teacher you thought made the biggest impression and deserves this, uh, this memento. So... Get on it. Woodstown High School, let them know. If you guys are still in session, you know, uh, get the word out on the school's webpage, on their social media, whatever. But Woodstown, New Jersey, Woodstown High School, text word teacher 39333, and that is it. All right. With that, we're going to take a break. Come back in a moment. Start giving some things away with a stupid question in the entertainment report. You know how this goes. We'll have it all when we get back. Here, Preston and Steve. You can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Steven Singer Jewelers Showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut is now open for appointments only. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com to book your appointment today. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Before we get to the stupid question and entertainment report, I want us to talk to our coolest teacher because he oh, called in. He's on second the line. day in a row. He is ready to go. So we uh, we chose, or you chose, I should. Well, listen, we chose Penn Talk in high school at random, and you chose this guy as the coolest teacher of the year. So we are welcoming from the English department and uh, actually many other things. He's got a long list of credits, uh, Mr. Frank Stepnowski is on the show. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? We're good. How about you, man? I'm doing great. This is wonderful. Thank you very much. Our pleasure. And uh, so, listen, it, it says, I've, I've, we found some information out about you, and it says that you're called Step. Do the students call you that? Uh, everybody except my wife calls me that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Your wives get special dispensation. Yeah. And you yeah. Uh, you, you have, a, like I said, you've got a long list of, of credits here, and I'll start with it. With your, your family, you, you have four kids. Or five kids. Five. Five kids, and they're like 15 to 24 years old, I'm reading here. Do you teach any of your kids? Uh, as much as I can, but, you know, <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. I mean, I'm a five-time published author and been, been teaching for 30 years, but I'm still dad, so you know what that means. You know, what do I know? <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, God, do I know what you mean it's by that, It's amazing how that uh, being a parent can extract you of any knowledge. Yeah, and listen, you are, you are the first teacher that we actually have audio to play to go along <laughs> with you being on the air with us this morning. And apparently, you were at a Phillies game, and I don't know when this was. Uh, you, you know what I'm talking about? 2012, right. the uh, Teacher Award, yes. Sir. All right, so what, what award were you receiving there? Uh, Phillies Teaching All-Star, a young lady named Tanisha Crawford was nice enough to write a letter that got me uh, elected to that. So, that again, that was wonderful also. Okay, wow. and here's audio as uh, the, the teachers are out getting their awards yeah. on the field. Uh, Tom McCarthy and Sarge commenting on Frank specifically as they saw him. And I have a clip of this. Here we go. And I don't know if anybody, any student would mess with that guy wearing the Captain America t-shirt. Oh, so. boy. 
Well, look at those arms he has going on there. Do whatever homework he asks. <laughs> Frank is in great shape. We're, we're looking at uh, pictures of you uh, from your Facebook page. Obviously, uh, exercising, working out is a, is a big thing for you, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Are you, as we speak, are you flexing right now? <laughs> wow. You got that audio or video? <laughs> see, we can see right into your home as well. Uh, no, then you would see my wife rolling her eyes. Of course, <laughs> like any good wife does. Uh, so you've been teaching for 30 years. Uh, you teach English? I do. Okay, and uh, we, we've talked about English uh, many times. And it's the gooderest subject ever. Oh, yeah, it's, I think so. yeah. No, <laughs> what a difficult subject that can be it is. Uh, for, for a lot of people. How do you make them and and clearly they they like your 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 teaching methods because they voted for you how do you how do you get this this information to translate to kids so they understand it well thank goodness it's just you and i talking and nobody's listening on the radio <laughs> but i tend to i circumvent the rules like you have to be realistic and i think that it, one of the things I, I love and i'm very happy about this award is because cool cool comes with a certain connotation with these kids that doesn't mean you're easy that doesn't necessarily mean you're nice because i'm neither one of those things (laughs) but you're you're fair and i I try to bring in stuff that's contemporary modern i mean of course they're going to hate reading if you give them stuff that's a hundred years old and you bog them down with tests and worksheets you read with them you talk to them you find out what you know because there's always stuff you can find a connection with with these kids and you just have to put the work in to do it. You can't just pull things out of a file cabinet that are 10 years old and expect them to be engaged. If you're not putting in the work, they're not going to put in the work. Yeah. So it, it all comes down to relevancy. I tell them from the beginning, if you don't question me and say, why are we doing this? And I can't give you a decent answer, then we shouldn't be doing it. Yeah, that's a good litmus test. Well done. Yeah, what a great philosophy. I'm always looking for a good uh, book recommendation. Do you have any right now, Step? Uh, well, the guy you're talking to wrote five of them, so, uh, <laughs> way to get in a plug, man. I'm, o- I'm always saying the first one is pretty funny. Uh, that's my experience is teaching, um, hardcore, emotionally disturbed kids, uh, for like 10 years, the first 10 years of my career. That's pretty funny. And if, uh, for a completely independent recommendation, I just got done reading a book by Matthew Walker called why we sleep. And it was one of the most interesting and informative books i've read in a very long time very nice all right excellent well listen you sound worthy of the uh of, of the award that we're going to give you which is just a coffee mug do you even drink coffee <laughs> religiously yeah excellent well, right. you can also put creatine in it yep that yeah. too uh <laughs> so we're, we're going to set you up with the coolest teacher of the year coffee mug frank congratulations on behalf of the students Thank you very much, gentlemen. This is this is really important to me because the students did it. Thank you. That's awesome. Thank Excellent. You. Thanks man. for recognizing teachers, guys. Oh, oh absolutely. Man. You guys do great work, and we want you to have a great summer. Thank you so much. It's Step Guys Break. from Pensacola High School. Wow, what a uh, what an achiever, man. Yes. Uh, so congratulations, and one more school to go, and that's it. Woodstown High School in Woodstown, New Jersey. Text word teacher three nine three three three. We could be talking to. Your favorite teacher tomorrow. We'll see about that. All right, so now on to the stupid question. We're going to give away a digital download of the pulse-pounding thriller, Becky. Becky! And the question that I have for you this morning is, what is the name of the dragonfly larvae? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. What is the name for dragonfly larvae? This is wild. 215-263-WMMR. It is? We had dragonfly larvae for dinner for last night. For dinner last night, so you know. Yeah, Al Groton. All right, so we're going to go through some birthdays today while we're waiting for your answer. 
Uh, we'll start with ZZ Top because Frank Beard, the drummer, celebrates his 71st birthday today. We just have a ZZ Top birthday? We did, didn't we? I don't know. Yeah. Just a couple days oh, ago. Oh, yeah, it was Dusty's yeah, 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 uh, yeah. birthday, I believe. So uh, we have Frank Beard today, who is uh, 71. So happy birthday. They're just a great, solid band, man. Uh, for also from the world of music, Donnie Van Zant. Now, Donnie is in the Van Zandt family, a la Leonard Skinner, Ronnie and Johnny Van Zandt. He's the brother of them, but he was the singer and guitarist for this band, 38 Special. I love this song. It's, a, it's a guilty pleasure. I like 38 yeah, Special. Yeah. They have a number of songs that I like. Uh, so Donnie turns 68 years old today, so happy birthday to you, sir. It's also Shia LaBeouf's birthday. Wow. Shia is 34 years old. I watched a Peanut Butter Falcon last oh, yeah. night. How was it? Very good. Okay. Very good. All and right. the, the gentleman we had on who is the, the star who wants to become the wrestler, mm-hmm. uh, or, or at least we we had the director on, that we were talking about him and how incredible he was. And uh, a, a, a really good performance. And really, you know what? Shia LaBeouf is really good at it. Good. Wait, and he's, he's a local, good actor. right? The, the guy who through, yeah. the directed director. it, yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, so, happy 34th, Shia. Just do it! And, and he's reeled it in a little bit, it he seems does, like. Yes. A little, he's, he does, yes. He's tamped down that. Uh, the, but that was that was done for inspirational purposes, right? Yeah. To encourage people to act. Yeah. But yeah. Was, but remember, Just <laughs> do it! Just do it! Remember, he had Don't Do It in his hand, and he was crushing that. Yeah. Did do right. do it. This <laughs> is don't, and this is just. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he he went through an interesting phase there for a while. Uh, Adrian Barbeau, <laughs> the actress. This is from what? Cannonball Run. Oh, my God. That's right. <laughs> Why are we playing this? She was in Cannonball Run. She was in the uh, uh, she was Lamborghini. In, right. <laughs> Whenever she'd get pulled over, she'd unzip her jumpsuit. I have forgotten this is from Cannonball Run. I mean, come on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, very well endowed, of course, Adrian Barlow. Also in one of my absolute favorite movies of all time, Escape from New York. Ah, okay. Directed by her then-husband, John Carpenter. Uh, she celebrates her 75th birthday today. Uh, Joe Montana, <laughs> uh, Hall of Fame oh, quarterback. Baby's Day Out. Yeah, yeah. Baby's Day Out. <laughs> no, not Joe Montana. Fat Tony. Uh, Joe Montana is a uh, 64 Peter Dinklage. Ah. Yep. He celebrates his 51st birthday today. Anybody he, see that movie where it was just him and it was like post-apocalyptic and he was walking around a town and all I saw was the trailer. I don't, it came out last year or the year before. Um, what was the it, name of it? Oh, man. I'll, I'll find Baby it. Baby Stay Out 2? No, no. Um, Dystopian Future? No, I'll get it. I saw a movie from him uh, earlier on in his career and it was he and Bobby Cannavale. Uh, and and I forgot who the female lead was, and it was this really quirky story about a guy who loves trains, and and uh, and he was much younger, you could tell, but he the guy just he's a great actor, yes, you know, despite you know his his uh, you know his diminutive being, being, being a dwarf and yeah. everything, he he is just a knock it out of the park actor, and I remember Game of Thrones that the first couple of episodes. And I hadn't really recognized him. I'd forgotten, you know, yeah, he's yeah. a character in Elf and, and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, this guy is fantastic. And then went on to be the best character in that in 
entire series of Game of Thrones. Uh, most everyone I know who's a fan of that show would agree with you. Loves oh. loves him in that. He's also he's also he's hosted SNL, and he's also one of the best guest hosts they've ever had. He was hilarious. I've heard from people he's not a real nice. Really, guy. that would oh, suck. Man. Yeah, which is too bad. So if that is indeed the case, but he's fifty one today. I think we're alone now is the name of the song and uh, <laughs> song the movie. It's also a song. <laughs> it, it is, is a, song. a song. Yeah, uh, but uh, Peter Dinklage. It looked in- intriguing to me, but I don't know anybody who's actually seen it. So that's All what right. I was asking. Then you have Joshua Jackson, who was on Dawson's Creek and in Cruel Intentions and uh, the Skulls. Mighty Ducks movies, even Skulls. Skulls. Yep. <laughs> and a show called Fringe, which He's is great. 42. Uh, Hugh Laurie from House is 61 today. He's got a. Um, a sp- not, it's not Space Force. He's got his own show where he is, I guess it's a resort in space. Yes. I haven't watched it. I, I did. He's, uh, the, he's the captain of the ship, I mm-hmm, assume, the captain yeah. of the resort. I did. I, I haven't. Uh, I'm not all caught up. I, I think I watched like the first two episodes. Is it worth it to him? I enjoyed it. Right. Uh, and then the last birthday today is Kate. Well, not actually, her birthday was yesterday. Is Kate Flannery. Oh. Is uh, 56 years old today. So happy birthday, Kate Flannery. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. What is the name for dragonfly larvae? 215-263-WMMR, and I'm going to go to Kevin for the answer. Kevin, good morning. Good morning. Kevin, what is the dragonfly larvae called? It is a nymph. Nymph. A nymph. Yep. One moment, Kevin. We're going to set you up with a digital download of the pulse-pounding thriller, Becky. Starring Lulu Wilson, Kevin James, and Joel McHale, while a rebellious teen goes on a weekend getaway with a father or group of convicts, a group of convicts wreak havoc on their lives, uh, forcing an epic fight for survival. Streaming instantly on Redbox on demand today. Rated R. I don't want to backtrack on something I said. Okay, okay. all right. I was talking about Peter Dinklage. I'm saying, despite him being a dwarf, he's a really great actor. (laughs) What I mean by that is, while you may be distracted by his appearance. Uh, that he's, you know, he's much smaller, and that stands out. I think but I can help you out with this. His acting stands out way beyond that. Little people are horrible. I did not say that at all. <laughs> no. He, They're usually not talented. He, no, what he has such a commanding presence. Yes. And he does, and he can be, uh, I know Larger than yes, life. Yes, larger than life. Yeah. All right, I'm going to move on to some entertainment stories. Kylie Jenner's beauty brand is participating in the Pull Up or Shut Up initiative. Uh, which is designed to find out which brands are actually walking their progressive talk. Uh, Uoma Beauty's founder, I, I think I'm pronouncing that right, U-O-M-A, Uoma. Uh, CEO, the CEO, Sharon Shooter, is uh, introducing the initiative saying, thank you to the public statements of support for the black community, whereas we understand and appreciate the support, be conscious of the uh, that to piggyback off a trending hashtag, when you've been and continue to be a part of the problem is once again appropriating and exploiting the black community. So we ask brands who have released a statement of support to publicly release within the next 72 hours a number of black employees they have in their organizations at a corporate level. And it goes on a little while after that and talks about the what the whole initiative is. So Kylie Jenner jumped on board and uh, she said, pulled up. Uh, 13% black representation and leadership team consists of Kylie Jenner and Kris Jenner. Thank you for the transparency. Hashtag pull up or shut up. The beauty brand also disclosed that its staff also consists of 100% women identifying, 53% white, 47% by uh, BIPOC, which stands for black, indigenous, or people of color. Uh, meanwhile, Jenner 
uh, apparently nixed some social distancing advice during a celebration of Anastasia Stacy Karanakalis's 23rd <laughs> birthday party with oh, several friends. This is the friend they always refer to as just Stasi, I think. Is or, it Stasi? Yeah, I think okay. so. I don't know. Ah, hell. Ah, hell. <laughs> Uh, she, Stasi posted the group shot on her Instagram writing, missing Liv and Taylor, but these are my humans. I appreciate you all more than She literally you know. owns humans. <laughs> She's that wealthy. For a special night. Gatherings of 100 people or less are permitted in California. But the CDC recommends distances of six feet and wearing of masks. Uh, after leading a Black Lives Matter protest against racial injustice over the weekend, NBA star Russell Westbrook is producing a project on, quote, the single worst incident of racial violence in American history. This I'm really interested in seeing. Westbrook is teaming with celebrated documentary filmmaker Stanley Nelson and Killer Inside, the mind of Aaron Hernandez producer Blackfin for a series on the Tulsa Race Massacre of 1921 titled Terror in Tulsa, The Rise and Fall of Black Wall Street. Now, we know from watching Watchmen Watchmen. uh, that they... uh, Big part of the focus was on that incident, and it was fascinating how they handled it. So I was aware of it before that, and uh, it, of course, you know, you talk about a, just a horrific, horrific event. Uh, but uh, the, the way it was depicted uh, in the in the show, and uh, just uh, very visceral. But yeah, I'd be interested to learn more about it. Yeah, I was only vaguely familiar yeah, yeah. with the story. In fact, when I saw it, I was like, I think that really happened. So clearly, that's a that's a story that needs to be told more often. And the series is described as both an uh, exploration of America's past and also an urgent, sobering look at the social, economic, and political lines that continue to divide the country. Uh, it will interweave both past and present-day narratives in order to investigate the event and its continuing impact. Uh, Nelson said in a statement... Uh, From the cover-ups of the massacre in 1921 to the uncovering of the mass graves left in its wake, the story of Tulsa is the harsh example of not only the history of violence against black people in America, but also the great American sin of burying it out of sight and pretending that it never happened. For many, it is hard to believe such an uh, atrocity occurred. Uh, For others, these atrocities are simply part of the American journey. So they're going to make it a series. I don't know where that will air, but uh, that's coming up a little bit down the road. Uh, AMC Theaters is planning on reopening almost all of its locations in the United States when July rolls around. Uh, The movie-going experience will be notably different than what most of us are used to as the chain will screen films at a limited capacity, do what it can to get viewers to wear masks, and may even instruct customers to arrive at staggered times to reduce crowds in the concessions area. They're also employing the concept of curbside movies, Preston, where you pull up and somebody comes out with their phone and holds it. And shows it to you. I gotcha. Uh, they're doing whatever they can. Yeah, listen, you got to be safe. AMC will still need approval on a state-by-state basis, but assuming things go smoothly, it could provide the escape that most of us need right about now. And each Twizzler will be connected to a little vial of hand sanitizer. Okay. So they're covering it. Yep, they're doing what they can. Uh, between The Last Dance and his $100 million donation to organizations fighting for racial inequality, NBA legend Michael Jordan has been in the news frequently over the past couple of months. And on Tuesday, he made headlines again, had nothing to do with uh, anything, had nothing to do with basketball at all. Uh, Jordan and his fishing crew set out to sea on Tuesday afternoon, participating in the 62nd annual Big Rock Blue Marlin Tournament in North Carolina. And Jordan's crew, uh, which is called Catch 23, by the way, uh-huh. reeled in an incredible catch, 442.3-pound Blue Marlin. 
Uh, when Jordan's boat docked later in the afternoon, his crew was seen pulling the marlin out of the water onto the boat. A large crowd was in attendance, cheering loudly as the crew brought out the marlin, uh, brought it out of the water. Uh, Jordan was spotted on the back of the boat smoking a cigar as his crew brought the fish above water. Sorry, so things are relaxed because we're looking at a picture. They're all standing side by side and there's no uh, yeah. masks and stuff like that. Yeah. Now, they do have masks. They're, they're all around their necks. I guess they took them down. For the photo up? the photo, maybe. I don't know. Uh, so, by the way, what's remarkable about this is that marlin was just the fifth heaviest catch of the day. Uh, the first place boat reeled in a marlin weighing 494.2 pounds. Oh, so he didn't win? No. Uh, but the competition has a huge prize of 3.4 million bucks. Uh, the Big Rock Tournament is not the first major competition that Jordan and his crew have competed in. They participated in the White Marlin Open in Ocean City, Maryland last August. Uh, the competition, by the way, doesn't end for another four days, so they still have a chance to, gotcha. to get the biggest one uh, and uh, make up the difference. But that's a that's a rich person sport, right? Blue marlin <laughs> yeah, fishing. Yeah, <laughs> you don't um, uh, the, you don't see that going on a lot. Hey, let's go because it's an expensive sport, obviously. Yes. Yep. Um, all right. So, do you eat marlin? I've never had it. I don't know. I think what you just do is you blow it up. You get oh. it back to shore and put a grenade in its mouth. No, I, well, it's I, uh, a sport fish. I do know that. Yeah, that's a good question. Do um, you eat marlin? Uh, you know what, Nick? Can yeah. you find that out if is if marlin is indeed served at uh, restaurants? Because there are there are other fish that you they're trophy fish that you mount that you do eat. Right. Uh, there, there are some obviously swordfish. Swordfish, yeah. swordfish, swordfish is definitely yeah, one yeah. of them. Yep. But so. I, I don't know. I've never heard of marlin steaks. I don't think so. No, it doesn't look like it really. It's just uh, caught for sport mostly. Okay. Uh, let me see here. What else should I have here for you? Um, the hero issue of Empire Magazine. In a recent poll, Indiana Jones came out and on top as the ultimate cinematic hero. One really? drawn from the traditions of the serials that George Lucas and Steven Spielberg grew up in. Yes, they're, they're not releasing the list until uh, Thursday. There are some, and we can That's probably today. go. We'll, yeah, yeah, they, they they. Oh wait, today is Thursday, right? Yeah. So it comes out later today, the full list. I so guess. online, yeah, you have just a, a smattering of some of the selections, mm-hmm. uh, and and I think that's a legitimate one. Though I would put one at the top above all else. Did you want to talk about this later? Later. Oh, okay. okay. Well, we will do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the last days of American crime has joined the illustrious club of movies that has been given a zero percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> The Netflix movie stars American Crime Stories' Edgar Ramirez as a man living in a world where the government has developed a signal that makes it impossible for people to commit crimes. Uh, The film joins notorious turkeys like Saturday Night Fever sequel Staying Alive, Jaws the Revenge, and fellow Netflix movie The Ridiculous Six in the Zero Percent Club. Have to disagree with The Ridiculous Six. uh, That's the Sandler one, right? That's a Sandler film. It's a junk food movie. Yeah, I suggest you check it out. However, despite the critical savaging, the last days of American crime has received since being released. The show has actually been massively popular on Netflix. <laughs> In the U.S. charts, the movie is currently the third most watched on the streamer's combined daily chart and has the current top spot in the movie's chart. You would agree with me on this. The scene with the donkey. Um, oh, uh, my God. Projectile crap. That's all that I've seen of that movie. Oh, really? Uh, and it's hilarious. <laughs> That's Oscar caliber. Yeah. Uh, some of the these viewers may be viewers hoping for a so bad it's good treat after reading the pans that some of the nation's major websites and magazines have given the Netflix show. One of the most savage ones came from Rolling Stone, summed up by the line, Oh, good Lord, 
This is all so wrong-headed, like an act of unbelievably full-on facepalm, are you kidding, poor judgment. We have to laugh because otherwise we just weep. What is going on here? It, it's a show or a movie? It's a show? It's a movie, I think. It's yeah, movie it's a show? movie. It's a movie? Yeah, two hours and 28 minutes. Okay, I can, I can, um, I can budget two hours in how long? Two hours and 28 minutes. I, that's pretty long, That dude. is pretty long. It is. Uh, but I can budget that. I can do, uh, and I'll, I'll let you guys know what I think of it. All right. Speaking of Netflix, they've launched a Black Lives Matter collection of films, TV shows, and documentaries to help people better understand the experiences of black Americans. Titles include uh, Spike Lee's The Five Bloods, uh, which is out Friday, uh, Ava DuVernay's 13th, and When They See Us, Mudbound, Orange is the New Black, Dear White People, and Barry Jenkins' Moonlight, among others. Uh, Netflix announced a decision... Uh, writing, when we say Black Lives Matter, we also mean black storytelling matters with an understanding that our commitment to true uh, systemic change will take time. We're starting by highlighting powerful and complex narratives about black experience. The collection is accessible now. So if you've been seeing lists of movies uh, for uh, people to check out, uh, they might be on that Netflix list and you might be able to watch them uh, this week. Uh, as a TV and movie star, Kristen Bell is used to seeing her face on screen, but when her husband, Dax Shepard, alerted her that there were pornographic videos circulating online that featured her face, she was taken aback, and she never actually, she never actually shot the clips, of course. <laughs> They're deep fakes. Uh, she said, I was shocked because this is my face. I think we have a clip of her talking we about We do, this. yes. My husband actually told me. Because he uh, is friends with Ashton Kutcher, and so he actually told him, like, oh, by the way, there are these things called deepfakes, and your wife is one of them. I was just shocked because this is my face. It belongs to me. Uh, she said, it's hard to think about that. I'm being exploited. Uh, like in her case, 96% of deepfakes are porn, and uh, nearly all feature women who have not given their consent. Uh, citing a recent report by Deep Trace, uh, the actress said that even efforts to clarify that it's not actually her in the video are unacceptable, as she and thousands of other women have fallen victim to deep fakes. I've uh, never given their permission for their likeness to be featured at all, let alone in a pornographic video. Um, and in fact, there's um, a lot of people uh, who are not celebrities. Uh, there is an increasing number of videos that are incorporating regular people whose images are swiped from social media. Is there any recourse? Can you do anything about it? Not really. I, because sucks. it's the same as play. I think I think it borders on the same as taking someone's picture and putting it in a, in a meme. Yeah. It, it, so, it's but got to be different to use somebody's. I mean, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. But I mean, like, like, what do you do about it? I don't know. Uh, let's How see. did Ashton Kutcher find out about it? Uh, it says here, deep fakes are made by running photos of uh, two different faces through an AI algorithm called an encoder, which finds similarities in the faces, reduces them to features they have in common, and compresses those images. Uh, then a decoder recovers the faces, and so that's how they put it together. But yeah, they um, they said there's a it's difficult for them essentially to get those off of there, and it's hugely it's now hugely popular. There was an article on what. It's jumped from just a small percentage of views to a tremendous percentage of views. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to do. Apparently, that like, you know, we were talking about the app that's right on your phone case. Yep. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. And now there are even more of those. So it's it's not this ultra high tech thing you have to send off to uh, ILM. Right. Sofia Vergara and Joe Mangianelliello. I hate that name. Uh, have bought their second California home. Yay for them. 
They bought a $26 million mansion. Well, this way they're not so cooped up in the first one. In the gated neighborhood Beverly Park. I yeah. like him, but man, did he hit the lottery. Yes, he <laughs> did. <laughs> so many levels. Unbelievable. Um, there was there was a shot of uh, Sophia Vergara with I guess with her sister or cousin hanging out w- at the pool. Oh, she looks very much like Sophia Vergara. Really? Yeah, and it's like okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Barry Bonds owned this home previously. Uh, the pair will live near Eddie Murphy, Mark Wahlberg, and Denzel Washington in the Ritzy area. So you can imagine what this house. If looks you live like. near Denzel, would you think you could scare up enough courage to? Hey, you know. Yeah. Uh, no. No. I'd be no. so intimidated by him. I made they you a probably, banana bread. They probably have, like, protocol. Like, do you know what I mean? Un- unwritten <clears throat> rules if you live yeah, in that unspoken, area. Like, whether yeah. or not you can do that. Well, I don't know. Remember, Mark Summers lives near Oprah, right? Yes, yeah. across the street. And yeah. he he sent her a note or something like yeah. that. But Mark yeah. doesn't run, Mark doesn't go by rules. You <laughs> That's guys <know> true. That. <laughs> Mark does do what he wants to do, so. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it'd be. Shut the f*** up. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be pretty wild to encounter Denzel unless, uh, and if you caught him in one of those attitude modes, like from his movies, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you want to borrow a couple? <laughs> yeah, of shows? yeah, yeah. Do right, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I got in an elevator with, with him once, and uh, in, in Los Angeles, we were at the passport agency in, in L.A. at the Federal Building, and uh, I was intimidated then. That was nineteen ninety six. So you're gonna Denzel. get a passport? Huh? <laughs> you're gonna go get a passport? Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Okay, yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, Ewan McGregor has settled his divorce with his wife Eve. Uh, Mavrakas, uh, after their eldest daughter lashed out at his girlfriend, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Uh, Clara left a nasty comment under a photo of her, uh, referring to her as a piece of trash. Mm. So they're, they're, they're talking. That's yeah. good. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, she, they, she's gone. She's done a couple of Instagram videos just ripping her apart. Who, the daughter? Or? Yeah, the daughter ripping uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead apart. Wow, yeah, okay. Use her as a homewrecker. I, 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 I don't know. I mean, ultimately, um, I don't know, you know, what went on. She later admitted that was not a very mature response. Mm-hmm. So she's walking back a little bit. And then the last thing, Jared Leto and model Valerie Kaufman are getting closer. Uh, an insider like tells five feet now? Uh, people, yeah, they're, <laughs> they've closed by a foot. After the pair were photographed hiking together. We're hiking. Uh, the 48-year-old Oscar winner and the 26-year-old model have known each other since uh, they were 2015, it says. <laughs> That's very old. That's very old. So they're obviously otherworldly beings. So when Jared Leto wanted to start his religion, he actually is Christ. Wait, uh, if he was 2015 then, was how old is he now? <laughs> That's not right. You, if you're 2015, you can't be dating. Yeah. You can't be dating a, a 26-year-old. Yeah, that's wrong. Yeah. What do you talk about? When you've seen there. every, every development in modern civilization. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what are you going to talk about? Yeah. You know, what's she going to be? I mean, come on. You know? Mesopotamia, yeah. the good old days. So I was talking to Nero. Uh, they initially seemed to be friends, the source said, and they would meet up with groups of people and all hang out. Oh, my and God. So let me get this straight. They this is the way they roll. This is the way the celebrities roll. They date and meet with other people. Yes. Oh, my God. Well, the point they're making is they didn't go on solo dates. They would oh. meet up with groups of people and all hang out. So that's... Uh, Did he pass her a note? I don't know. You're cute. I'm uh, 2015 years old. Nick pulled up her Instagram page, as you can imagine. She's uh, she's gorgeous. Women uh, women dig Jared Leto. Big Always time. have. Yeah. As you can imagine. As you can imagine. 
Don't do that when I'm drinking coffee, Jason. <laughs> well, don't say as you can imagine. I didn't even know I said that. Yeah. As you can imagine. <laughs> All right. Let's do the clips. <laughs> All right. So a big city lawyer returns to her hometown to defend a group of girls suffering from a mysterious illness and burden of truth. In this clip, co-star Peter Mooney discusses what makes this show different from other legal dramas. Here we go. It's really special to be able to take that time and then look at all the minutiae around a case, all the uh, auxiliary things that, that happen, the fallout. Uh, because so often in a legal drama, you blow past that uh, to get to you know the, the courtroom. For this, the courtroom scenes are just one element of a really multifaceted, complicated uh, world. thing sucks! Burden of truth there, <laughs> Tomato CW. (laughs) Sometimes that clip is just at the right time. Here's the next clip. Bless the Hearts is an animated series about a Southern family who tries to make do in their not-so-great financial situation. In this clip, Emily Spivey discusses what inspired her to create the show. Well, it's based on my hometown. I grew up in North Carolina, and I've been wanting to do a show about North Carolina for as long as I can remember. And tried it in different ways, and then um, it sort of just came about that an animated show would be the best platform to do it. And and thank God I got the chance to, to do it. I'm so grateful. Uh, Bless the Hearts airs this Sunday at eight thirty on Fox. I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I tried to like it. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, the the other show that you're, um, Danville. Danville is actually better. Yeah, my buddy Will's uh, cousin uh, actually created that, and they share the same slot. They move them in, in and out of that eight thirty uh, following the Simpsons on Sunday slot. Okay. Cool. Duncanville. 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 What did I say? Danville. Dan- I'm sorry. Danville, Danville Connecticut. Danville's in, uh, well, it's also in upstate PA. How and about that? Yeah. Was there a movie called Welcome to Danville or something like that? No, you're thinking of Dunkirk. The, Son of, uh, of a bitch. Uh, Son of Danville, Son of a bitch. <laughs> All right. I don't know. Duncanville. Duncanville. That's what it's called. Wait, uh, who's uh, who's related to you on this one? Are so my my friend Will yeah. Chapman, his cousin, created that. Is no, Margaret Scully? Thatcher. What's that? Is Mike Scully? I don't know. All right. Which Get makes my, you? Get off my freaking back. Huh. Well, he was one of the creators. I know that he did because years ago he went to, uh, he, he showed me sketches and stuff that he did from years ago of uh, these characters and so on. And in fact, they've named, there's a restaurant called Chapman's in there. It's named yeah. after Will. No kidding. Oh, so there no you go. Way. Yep. Right, that's awesome. So, I once won a uh, coloring contest for McDonald's. Yes. Congratulations uh, on that, by the way. <laughs> Right. I uh, I won field day at my uh, grade school. Got a trophy and everything. We got a trophy and everything. Took the field last night. You're the goat, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. Field day goat. <laughs> I snorted. Hey, snort. Uh, As you can imagine. All right. We're going to take a break because clearly we need we to do need that. <laughs> uh, and we want to remind you the last school this year for Coolest Teacher of the Year is Woodstown High School in Woodstown, New Jersey. We, uh, we just spoke to Mr. Stepanowski. Uh, from Pensauken High School, and uh, he won, and it could be a teacher from your school uh, tomorrow that wins Woodstown High School. It could be your favorite teacher. So text the word teacher to 39333, and uh, you'll get the rest of the information, and we'll find out tomorrow. We'll come back in a moment. Stay with us. What's new? Why have you asked? Godsmack. The Killers. Billy Joe Armstrong. 
new music, more of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Uh, I'm going to share a little bit of a personal story, and it has to do with uh, with fessing up, with owning up, mm-hmm. if you will, yes. uh, uh, to something. So, and, and this will be no surprise uh, to parents who are listening right now. But yesterday, uh, I hear my wife uh, from the front part of the house <laughs> go, who left a towel down here? All right, so apparently a wet towel was hung on the uh, the banister of the staircase that leads to the to the upper wooden weapon. banister. Wooden banister. Yeah. Okay. So it's wet. It's right. hanging there. It's this, this drives Rochelle freaking crazy when anybody does this because it can, you know, warp, warp the, the wood, wood. And, mm-hmm. and you know yep. the, the finish can go bad and all and, that stuff. And then the support struts of the house start to brittle. Then it crumbles. And, there's, and then there's a, a tragedy. Yeah. Exactly. So I hear her. Who left this ta- this wet towel hanging down here? And uh, then I start to hear the chorus of, not me, not me, not me. Oh, you got three not me's. got three not me's. Why did you leave that towel there, Preston? I have three children. What? Why did you leave that towel there, Preston? Right? So... So can you say categorically, you know that it wasn't you? I know it wasn't me, yeah. And it wasn't Rochelle. Uh, yes. Yeah. So it had to be one of the... And it wasn't Rook and... (laughs) Yeah, and Haley, our dogs. Okay. So... You know, and then it, it could have just been up, you know, but I'm like, no, we got to listen. Somebody's someone is lying. Mm-hmm. So I call all the kids and I'm like, you're sweating them. I, I, I'm just like, who did this? Yeah. Please tell me you're not going to you're not going to get in, in big trouble or anything like that. I just want to know. Oh, my God. Because somebody is lying to us. Not one of them fessed up. None of them. And I've and I've clearly said nobody's getting in big trouble here. And Steve, do you know what crossed my mind immediately? What? Full metal jacket. Full metal jacket. Yeah. And I I thought about pulling a jelly donut, pulling the gunnery sergeant Hartman yep. of I instead of punishing him, I'm punishing all of you. Right. And I did not, you did you have a suspect? Yeah. And I'm Who's, not gonna. I'm not, I know you won't say. No, I'm not gonna go on the air about it. But is this suspect a recidivist when it comes to this? No. Uh, hang on a minute, though. All but right. I, I, I thought about I thought about uh, leaving out. Donut. Yeah, I thought about leaving out bars of soap and towels, <laughs> and just saying, tonight I want yeah. you to take care of this. <laughs> fix it, cause fix it. Oh. I, what do yeah. you do? You've got three of them there. Then this is why. This is why judges and people, your referees and uh-huh. whatever, who have to make these tough decisions. Anybody yeah. who responds to anything oh, like this and has to, ta- has to figure out what's going on, I got, you it, know, it's a nightmare. And this is a micro compared to macros. It's not a big deal. Yes. It's very, it's very tiny. But what I mean, it, granted, your house could have collapsed. But what it comes down to is the principle of it. One of you's lying to us, and I've clearly stated you're not going to get in trouble. Just tell me. And then, this- press you you get to a threshold where, like, yeah, now you are in trouble. And and I'm I'm yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm cringing right now because I had a very 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 similar story that happened about two months ago, and it was about pop tarts. Okay, we bought somebody a- left a bo- pop tart on the banister. No, we <laughs> bought a box of pop tarts, and um, and they were gone in like a day. And I just asked, I said, there there was a sleeve of Pop-Tarts. I said, you know, and I just simply asked, hey, who ate that um, that last package of Pop-Tarts? And I got got three not me's. Mm -hmm. And I know it wasn't me for a fact, and I know it wasn't my wife for Mm -hmm. a fact. Mm -hmm. And 
um, eventually, I um, I I just lost my crap. I did. I go. I go. Going to full board tirade. It was the same thing as you press. I go. Nobody's in trouble. I'm like. I just need to know. Yeah, yeah. I just need to know. Like you know. And and so I want can, validation. Can, can somebody please just tell me who it was? You know, just tell me who it was. And and it was like crickets, dead silence. And then I lost my. And I want to curse, like because I because I lost. It. I go. I'm I'm like I cannot believe I am losing my crap over pop tarts. I said it wasn't a big deal before, yeah. and now it's a big deal because somebody's lying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Over pop tarts. I said, "Rick, give me your freaking phone. Give me everything right now." I don't know that press. I'm sort of giving your your kid, whoever it is, the benefit of the doubt, only because some kids are just so absent-minded that like. Does this, I, I don't, uh, is he, uh, he, <laughs> it does this person <laughs> not, it, uh, maybe they're not necessarily lying to you. Like they honestly just don't even remember that it's their towel. I may I ask, cause may I jump in here just as a, as a contextual thing I, here. Yeah. Um, so all of you with, with kids, when you were kids, did you ever deny something? You oh, done? certainly. Right. And my next question is going to be, do you remember at what point in your life you started fessing up. Right. When okay. you were wrong and you're just like, listen, it's going to be too much trouble for me to deny this. I will take my lumps and I'll go ahead and and I probably got it coming to me. But, yes, I did it or or something. It's my fault. Understand that there you know are, I mean? are even, you know, and obviously we know as adults people don't do it. At, you know, Oh, they, yeah. They, that's what happens. You go to, you know, you go to jail for that. But yeah. I've come to a point in my life where I've I've stopped lying to cover up when it was my fault. There's and nothing I, and, and in fact, I would like to say that was on me. You know, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I did yeah. that. I like to get it out of the way as soon right, as possible. Right, right, right. So here's the deal, and, and adults out there, like if you're asking children to fess up, and they do, like right away, you you, you kind of got to give them a pass. When I was in third grade, a dog came into the schoolyard and, sto- and, and took Cabbage Patch Kid's uh, doll out of one of the students' hands and took off. Now... Basically, the entire schoolyard chased this dog, and a whole bunch of us ran off of school property onto right. Amos Land Road. I was one of those children, and then, but there were so many of them that they didn't, they didn't, they couldn't say who it was. So my teacher, Mrs. McFadden, who I love, one of my favorite teachers of all time, in the classroom, who here ran off the school property, and I thought I'm going to own up to this, and she's going to say, Casey, you know, oh, look, you're good you, for doing that. I got detention. Now, did anyone else raise their hands? Nobody. Nobody. Oh. I got freaking detention. So did she? She had to know that other people ran off. Oh, I. It wasn't one child right. ran off. So, so how did she? Ju- did, was uh, not that she's required to justify. Was there any attempt at justification for punitive damages against you when mm. everyone else ran off to save now a cabbage patch doll? I submit to this jury, and I even remember my frame of mind back then because I remember. There was another time where somebody needed to fess up, and Donna Capello fessed up. And she was, and so I wanted to be Donna Capello. Who doesn't want to be Donna Capello? Donna, I, <laughs> and so they were like, Donna, oh, Donna, uh, you fessed up. Look at, you know, what a what a brave girl this is, blah, blah, blah. There's precedent here. Uh-huh. Yeah, the uh-huh. state versus Donna Capello. <laughs> I got an after-school detention in third grade. But he's right. He's right. And yeah. and, and I would. If, if, I, if one of them fesses up and just owns up to it, I, I, I will say, listen, you can't do that anymore. But I want to thank you for your honesty. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's I, a threshold, you, you just appreciate. You feel that you're being tested. I, again, I, I can't come from a place of, of being a parent. I am not. However, I know in general, in life, you feel you're being played for a sap. Now, 
Uh, <laughs> when have have you always been consistent when you've said if you tell me you won't get in trouble? Have you always been consistent if they did? I think that message is has been conveyed. Many okay, times. Yeah. then they had a safe place to go to yeah. in the in the in the Great Towel incident. What's yeah. the uh, the comedy <laughs> bit or the parable from like uh, the eighties where um, the the you ants- a large arc. Uh, what's that? <laughs> no, no. Uh, um, the, where the answer is not me. It, 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 it was a, like a Bill Cosby bit or something like that. Where like the the you the jail answer became relevant again. <laughs> Get me out of jail. Was it Bill Cosby himself? But the, the, did and, you put the, Benadryl in this? <laughs> There's an issue with Benadryl, but that not for that. Not the, me. The parent is asking a question, and the kid always says, "Not me. Not me. Not me." Do you guys remember, remember that? It. No. It doesn't ring a bell. My no. brother always used to put Benadryl in my. I know there was, uh, but Dad, I'm Jesus Christ from, yeah. from Bill, Cosby, uh, Bill yeah. Cosby. But I'm trying to remember. There's a not me story somewhere in there. But okay. Steve, to answer your question, the precedent in my house, and for a long time now, has always been. You are going to get in more trouble if you lie. So you might as yes. well just tell the truth. Can yes. you can you remember? I, I'm trying to understand also because I do I do get it. I know this is absolutely the case. I'm trying to think when I was a kid, and it's actually brilliantly displayed in a Christmas story. You know, um, you know, well, if whoever did it and didn't confess, you're gonna feel guilty. And and the narration is mm-hmm. but of course you don't. You're no. glad you're glad you got got away with it. Right. So when you were a kid, do you remember your mindset why you didn't Fess up when you knew you'd done it. Uh, listen, I, I, and I came clean about this uh, on the air before, but uh, there was a time in, in, when I was in high school where I stole something, and um, I mean it was just straight up theft. Yeah, you know, and it wasn't. <laughs> it was I, a Brinks truck. I know I, I didn't steal it from a store. I stole it from another human being, and um, and you know it was um, it was revealed right away that yeah. like oh I I know that this is missing. Who is it? And I I um, I ran. I hid what I stole, and I, there was no way I was I was going to fess up because first of all, if I would have fessed up right away, I probably would have gotten my ass kicked. Yeah, because it was from a student from another school. All right, I would have gotten my ass kicked, and then I didn't fess up because then I would have gotten in a lot of trouble, right? Like, like disciplinary trouble. Some listeners so, helped me, help me out here. It's mm-hmm. uh, there was a cartoon uh, called Family Circus, and there was yes. a, there was a drawing. Uh, a little ghost would walk around. So the the kids would get in trouble all okay. the time for spilling something, breaking something, or whatever. And the mom or the dad would ask, who did it? And the kids would say, not me. And there was this little ca- cartoon character that would okay. walk around. The cartoon that... character would say, Bill Cosby. No. <laughs> Bill Cosby did. No. I was all mixing right. things up. So, Steve, you're asking for an example yes. of, of when you wouldn't fess up. I have a, I have a really good one. And, uh, and <laughs> the motivation to not fess up was because I thought my dad would kill me. Right. All right. So this was at uh, this was at school. This is in sixth grade. <laughs> wow. Okay. So you've done I, something at school. I drew, I drew a picture. <laughs> I, told, I may have told you. This. I don't, I don't remember right now. Penis? It's the view. It, well, there was a penis, but it was a view <laughs> from as if you were in the toilet looking up of somebody taking a dump. <laughs> so where did you draw this? It's a butthole with, yeah, yeah. with oh, coming God. out Preston. and big hairy. <laughs> Balls, nuts, and, and everything. <laughs> so I drew this, and I, I, I did. There's my friend Lisa, and I, I left it for, her. and, uh, and, and, and so she saw it and thought it was funny, and, and I think she threw it away or something like that. And my friend John, who's in the same class, goes, "I'm gonna go, uh, go look at that." And I go, "No, don't." And he goes over and he pulls it oh. out of the trash can, looks at it, and of course oh. that draws the teacher's attention. Right? You freaking moron. She gets it, and then it turned into like a three-day ordeal because I didn't fess up. Oh, no I kidding. did not. They, and they knew I did it. They knew it was me. 
because I got ratted out. You drew it. You you showed it to someone else. You were, it wasn't you weren't yeah. mocking anyone. No, it, but it didn't matter. Once, and, but the cr- the crime was committed in in the in in the not acknowledging. Yes, and it's so I I never fessed up to it. Never, never, because I was terrified. Right. My dad was going to kill me, man. Do you want to call your dad and tell him now? No, oh, it's okay. He probably won't remember that. <laughs> now I wrecked my sister's truck, and I didn't <laughs> lied about that too. I lied about a lot of stuff. But so we're the, talking about like little things, you know, like yeah. he knew about the towel. truck. Yeah, he knew about the truck. Yeah, you, you fessed up to, uh, and eventually he's like, yeah, I, I know. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I knew, I knew that you lied that the dog. Dog ran across the road, and you, you know, <laughs> I saved a dog. A dad. Hey, Dad! Great news! I just saved a dog. It was a German I mean, I had to wreck a truck. Right? Exactly. Yeah, the details matter in yeah. a lie. German yeah. Shepherd. Like the detail about my friend was rolling a joint next to me. Yeah. Yeah. Never yeah. came yeah. up to this day till just now. But now. So, yeah. By the way, it, it was the dog my... was smoking a joint, and the wind must have caught it, and it blew into the passenger window. Oh my God, Dad! It's a story for the ages. Uh, Thank you for being a sounding board for me. Uh, God. It was my son who ate the Pop-Tarts, by the way. And How'd you find out? He eventually fessed up. He did fess up. He, it was, it was, oh. a, at first it was a, it was a half-ass fess up. Uh, he was, he, it was more like, well, all right, guys, I'm, I'm going to take the, I'm going to take the heat on this one. Yeah, dad, it was me. And I was like. Oh, that's a tricky move. Uh, yeah, but, um, and no, it's not a tricky move. I'm like, was it you or was it not you? Yeah, it was me. Okay, well, don't act like you're taking one for the team here. Yeah. And then, but again, and I, and I. The old adage, you're going to be in more trouble if you lie. And so I said, dude, if you would have just told me when I initially, you know, asked, it, it, everything would have been fine. I said, give me your phone. And you're not playing video games for the rest of the day. You mm-hmm. know? So yeah. like, I'm like, it would have been it would have been nothing. It would have been a non-issue. And now you're having th- privileges taken away from you. So here's my conundrum. I've got these three. It was no big deal. It's a towel. It's wet. Don't ever do it again. Thank you for confessing. Now I've got three. One of them clearly done it. The three, all three say no. And then, then you have to make a decision. Are, are we going to pursue this any further? Take it to are we going to make it a big deal? And are two people going to get uh, punished because one person's lying? Right. So, I mean, can so we all I, agree it's not Caroline? No, we can't all agree really? that it's not no? Caroline. Okay. No. Well, tell Caroline like, that Parker and Carter said it was her. But anyway, Tell Carter that Parker and Caroline said it was no, but any, anyway, so I uh, so I, I I caved and I left with, well, just know that I'm very disappointed in all of you. The old, the old, the old adage, right? Because I was too, I didn't fit. Listen, I punished them in the past and taken privileges away and done all that other stuff, but I just didn't feel like making another. I had just gotten home from work, just <laughs> gotten home from work. I don't want to deal with this crap. Preston, so- I think that's that is honestly. For, at least for me, growing up, that was the best way. I rarely got punished. I always got the were disappointed, and it was like you. I didn't want to do anything wrong, like leave a towel on a banister because, God forbid, I disappoint them. Mm. Did that seem to hit the mark when you told them that they were that, that they had disappointed you, Preston? Did do I disappointed Dad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, mm-hmm. right? Probably not. Yeah, Kath, I, I, I am. I think you might be the anomaly here. I think more. I think it was from when we. I guess the, just the way we grew up. You know, from when we were kids, even when we were little, that's just how we were punished. We we didn't have like things taken away or grounded or anything like that. Somebody texted in, and I should have taken the towel and used it for waterboarding. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, all of them. You would have got a confession. Your turn next. Yeah, everyone would have confessed. Uh, have, you, have you ever tried to turn them against each other? Like uh, you know, like sweat them in a room. Yeah, like put one in one room and the other. I don't know if you know. Like Casey was saying, you know. You know 
Caroline, Caroline said you did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. We made a pact. Come in and light up a yeah, cigarette. Yeah. yeah. And, just, uh, and then, and then <laughs> Rochelle comes in with baked cookies. Yeah. Was dad hard on you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're right. We should do good company. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. I, I, look, I made some, uh, made some, I uh, made you a Sunday. Listen, dad gets that way. Yeah, just to make him happy. Yeah. You know, and put this all behind us, you know. <laughs> which, which would you prefer, being the good cop or the bad cop? Uh, I think it's easier to be bad cop. Yeah, I think I think good cop is uh, good cop takes some some serious strategy, and I don't know that I have that in me to, to do that. You got to have the fans, the, the 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 oscillating fan on the table, and you got to roll up your sleeves with <laughs> yeah. the, the whole thing. Turn the, t- the chair around so you're resting on the back of it with your arms. Yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah. Stop. Turn the camera off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just us in the room. Right? Us, yeah. <laughs> What's when did you put that big mirror in the wall? <laughs> I'm gonna go to Carl. Hi, Carl. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, what up, Doodle Beans? Yo, Doodle, Doodle Beans. Beans. What's up, dude? When I was in third grade, I got the brand new Tony Hawk carbon fiber enforced skateboard, which was like the biggest, coolest thing. My aunt and uncle got it for me. My dad said, do not ride it in the driveway when the kids are playing with the sidewalk chalk. Because if the board gets out from under you, you're going to hurt some kid. And God forbid, it's not one of ours, and they sue us. Right. So anyway, I went, as soon as he said that, he went inside, and I said, yeah, all right. And I went in the driveway, sure enough, ran right over my sister's finger, oh, man. ran, put the board and hit it. And my dad came out. He goes, hey, where's your skateboard at? I said, oh, I, I don't know. He, Why? What happened? He goes, go get it. And I got it. He goes, say goodbye to this. And he broke my brand new Tony Hawk carbon fiber oh. skateboard right in front of my eyes. Yep. And from that day forward... I learned two things. Number one, dad's a lot stronger than I think. <laughs> and number two, don't lie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Number so, three, well, that was you three, doing something you were told not to do as opposed to. <laughs> There's a more gentle aspect to this, which is fessing up. But yeah, it, yeah. It, there, there's similar mechanics. But you learn. Involved. Yeah, you learn. Yeah, thanks. So, just, so maybe just go home and break something from each of the kids. Maybe. And that's that's the conundrum. <laughs> I, can, I don't want two kids to get. Punished for not doing anything. Yeah, but if you and do, nobody would have been punished. Not one person. Did, is, did you state the legal options as <laughs> concretely as you could have at the offset? I was too tired. I just got so, home from work. Right, um, daddy was the... wants to drink, <laughs> and Daddy did. Yeah. By the way, problem solved. Did... <laughs> All right, hang on a second, Chris. Did the um, did the towel come from somebody swimming in the pool? No, no. Oh, it was from just, it was uh, from you know the bathroom. Okay, it was from showering and uh, and it, and then I got I I got, got cases pled by one that was like no, absolutely not, was not me. Here's why. How about this as a way of trying to get to the bottom of it? Listen, <laughs> later on when you go to sleep in the hallway, can we talk? <laughs> no, it wasn't him. Oh. Yeah. He he gave the most compelling argument. Oh really? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Right. Did yeah. you have them state their case? Did they have <laughs> Did they have chalkboards and, uh, they and should. Yeah, pointers and <laughs> like? Did you guys had a lesson? Or right? Didn't each kid do a lesson? They should now have to come up with the right. reason why they didn't hang the towel on the bed. Right. Yeah. Come up with a legitimate court style defense <laughs> or why it was somebody else. Right? Yeah. It wasn't me, and and, and I can and explain why it wasn't me. I'm but pre- I think it was I'm this person. I'm prepared to present compelling evidence. <laughs> we can be the jury if you want. Yeah, we can. <laughs> uh, Get him on the phone. We'll do it. So before my son uh, owned up to eating the Pop-Tarts, I-, I went to every single trash can in the house. Yeah. I went to every kid's bedroom. Dusted for fingerprints. I-, I mean, honestly, like, I, you know, I, I was on a-, on a mission at this point. Did you did you take a, out a pencil and stick it in the Pop-Tart wrapper <laughs> to make sure you didn't obscure <laughs> fingerprints? 
Uh, I believe he had the Pop-Tart wrapper in his pocket, by the way. <laughs> really? Yes. Hang on. I'm going to go to Brian because uh, he, he had a tough situation. Hey, Brian, good morning. Get one with cheese on it, goddamn. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Big C, my dad. What's up, Brian? All right, so uh, I had a sister that was four years older than me, and um, I just got this big old bazooka Nerf gun launcher when yeah. I was little. And um, so we're upstairs, and my sister's in the other room playing with it. She's in my, actually in my parents' room. And she's shooting it around, and I hear, and I was like, I come running in the room, and she looks at me, and she goes, what did you do? And I was like, what did I do? <laughs> and she had the Nerf gun in her hand, and my parents were downstairs. And she's like, you just broke mom and dad." Uh, lamp, she was like, setting you up. Dude, that's harsh. I was like, I was like I'm, I'm, I'm probably like eight at this time. And I'm like, she's like four years older than me. So she's like, uh, you did it. And I was like, no, I, I didn't do it. She's like, well, I got something to tell you. And I was like, what? She's like, you know, I'm adopted. Uh, you're adopted. And I'm mom and dad's <laughs> real kid. And my my real name's Brittany, but her actual name's Tiffany. And she's like, I used to have blonde hair, and now I, I dyed it brown, so they you wouldn't know who I am. Hang on a second. Like, Brian, uh, she's not adopted, right? No, no. My sister used to pull the same crap on me. You're ado- she would tell me that I was adopted. Yeah, that, she, she told me I was the one that was adopted. She yeah. said She would say, um, if, if you, so at this point, I'm like, okay, now, now what I do? She's like, well, you're going to take the blame for this, because if you don't, I'm going to tell mom and dad that I don't want you anymore, and we're going to get rid of you. Oh, my God. Wow. What a devious maniac. Are yeah. you guys so, uh, friends now? So, well, so here's the... Do you so visit her at Rikers? This, so this went on for, like, four years of, like, anything that would happen, she'd be like, remember, I'm Brittany. And, <laughs> and so my name is Brittany, like, bitch. <laughs> so now we fast forward 20 years later. We're sitting at the, at the uh, Thanksgiving dinner table. And uh, she goes, Mom, I got something to tell you. And I, was, I was like, no, she's not going to tell her. And she told her. And all them years of me getting the blame for everything, yeah. my mom was like, I can't believe you let her do that. So my mom was mad at me for <laughs> taking mad the blame. Mad at you? you see, Dude, you, you were you, scared that you were going to be given away. You're living yeah, in so, terror. Yeah. So I, I got screwed after all of it. You've Dude, been victimized your whole life, man. Yeah, I know. It's not fair. But all right, you guys have a good one. All right, yeah, that is unbelievable. That is that is a that is a campaign of torture waged upon her own sibling. Oh, what kind the, of maniacal kid does that? And then she get, <laughs> the mom gets mad at him for allowing her to do that. <laughs> it's the Bill Weston mentality, Kathy. Oh yeah, one hundred. You get in trouble. I, I yeah. you get in trouble for things I say. Right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, let me go to some other calls here. Uh, I have, uh, John. Hey, John, good morning. Hey, good morning. How hey, are you? Good. What's up, bud? All right. So I just wanted to tell you guys a story about how growing up, um, you know, my parents used to drink like Manhattan and stuff. So they have like maraschino cherries in the fridge, right? right? So, uh, one morning me and my brother got up, you know, ate breakfast the weekend and go downstairs, play video games or whatever. And my parents eventually get up early afternoon and. They're rumbling around upstairs, but my mom goes goes ahead and opens up the fridge, and she finds maraschino cherry juice all over the inside of the fridge. (laughs) So, you know, instantly we get called upstairs, and they question us about it, and me and my brother both kind of look at each other like it wasn't us, and so what they decided to do for punishment 
was they put us in our dining room. My, my brother got one corner. I got the other. We had to face towards the corner. And we had to sit there until one of us confessed. And neither of us did it. We, we, we both swore up and down. Not, none of, neither of us did it. This is the never-ending tale that will haunt us for the rest of our lives because we never got did you ever before. Did you ever find out how it happened or who did it? No. Okay. No, no idea. Your and, your mother employed the tactics used by the Blair Witch, having you face into the corner. Yeah, at the, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, and and but so so what's the option there when you absolutely haven't done it, and no parents gonna believe? Sounds it. like your brother did it, Joe. So, yeah, so, it sort of does. Yeah. So, so here's what happened. So I'm not. We sat in that corner for probably a little over twelve hours. No. Twelve hours. Oh. Okay. We ate. We ate lunch and dinner that day in that corner. And how did so, it end? Did your parents just, it was a stalemate, and they're like, okay, you know, well, come on no. out. So this was the end result. I got tired of sitting there. So I ended up fessing up just to get us both out of the punishment. Damn it. Uh, you, you rolled. You caved. Well, that's... I she, did. I, I, I mean, who wants to sit there for 12 hours? She All brought right. in... Uh, what's his name? Mr. Fuji from Lethal Weapon? Who's the guy who... The uh, the, the guy with the... Uh, yeah. <laughs> the uh, torturer who... Yeah. Yep. Oh, uh, so, what was his name? Endo was his Endo, name. Endo, yeah. Endo. And, then, hey. and then on top of that, I got grounded for a week. All right. So, so John, let me ask you. How old are you now? I'm 27. 27. Have you readdressed this with your parents since then? Yes, I have. And they still swear that they have. They did not do it. At, and, and I've even gone to my brother multiple times over the years and been like, you know, that time. Yeah. That? And, and, and he's like, no. He's like, I swear I did not do that. So it is the unfinished story of the maraschino cherry juice. Well, is it possible one of your parents was drunk? <laughs> was drunk. That's yeah. right. They're drinking these, these drinks all the time, and they're waking up in the early afternoon. Uh, yeah, but see, I was also a main suspect because I love to eat the maraschino cherries. <laughs> All right, man, you, there was a no-win situation. This is this is more like one for for the uh, for Dateline. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is it possible someone broke into the house that night and was raiding the uh, fridge? This looks like the work oh. of the cherry band. Yeah, uh, John. What? What? Uh, how about your parents? I mean, do they believe you that you did not do it, or do they still hold out that you because you confessed it were the one who did it? No, I'm the one who did it. You got to you got to admire the fact that they wow. they kept them there for 12 hours. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. my brother thanked me. He was like he yeah. was like thank you so much for saying something. I'm like it wasn't me though. Yeah. So he owes you. Yeah. But, Is he right. older or younger yeah. brother? I get my older brother. All right. All right. All right. It was him. That's right. a crack of crap. Admire or it's like child abuse. Yes. Right. There's, a, there's a thin line, Kathy. <laughs> All right. Let me go next to Ryan. Hey, Ryan, good morning. Good morning. What's up, bud? So in eighth grade, I was accused of stealing a candy bar from a girl named Stacy <laughs> in our school. And my math teacher told me to write, I forget if it was 500 or 1,000 sentences that I, something to the effect of I will not steal from other classmates, something like that. Classic punishment. I went home, told my parents, and they know, like, I abhor thievery. 
you just don't steal. So they knew I didn't do it, but they made me write them in case I got away with something else at some point in time. So you were given, they figured you must have done something else, so accept the punishment anyway. Exactly. They they slipped up, didn't catch me for something, so there's punishment for it. Now, it gets better. Go ahead. I go in the Navy. I'm away, out of country for years, come back, living my life. I have a family. Raising a kid, you know, life is great. I see Mr. Baldino in a bar when I'm in my late 30s. Wow. I walk straight over to him. Now, this dude was a badass little wrestler. He was the wrestling coach, but he was like 5'7", you know, 130 pounds. I'm 6'3", 220. Yeah. I walk over to him. I'm like, I have something that we need to clear up. Oh, <laughs> yes, yeah. Brian. Great line. He has no clue. There's just this dude standing there over top of him. And I'm like, I did not steal Stacy's candy bar. And he's like, what? And I explained the story to him. We laughed hysterically, and he bought me a beer. Nice. <laughs> Oh, Ryan, that's that's oh, great God. all the way around. I, I held on to that. It's, it's just still. Oh, of course you would. I'm not a thief. I'm not a thief. Of course, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. And thank you for your call, by the way. But it, it, that's how much things like this can affect your life. Oh, yeah. and the amount of detail that you remember from it. Fourth, I mean, this is sort of tangential in a way. But fourth grade, Mr. Harris clearly told me to erase the board. Erase the board. Oh, yeah. So it's at the end of the school day. I erased the board. I erased everything that was on the board. He had written assignments. But when the teacher says erase the board, erase the board. he didn't say except Aww. for the assignments. So I erased the whole thing. He went into a rage. I mean, he slid a desk across the Aww. thing. Wow. He was go- going at it. And, and, uh, and so I, I went home. And I wasn't like, the, I, I figured, okay, I, you know. And uh, but my mother could see I was upset, you know, and I, and and what happened, and and but she listen. The, the normal reflex would be, "What did you do? Yeah, what did you do?" Because you know, you you always respect the teacher and 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 say that's the thing. But in this case, she knew I, you know, I I, I was kind of I would follow what the teacher said. Yeah. And so, man, she had the first time I ever saw my mom go nuclear and, and, and took him to task for it. But it's, it's one of those things. I have a story connected to yeah. that. I may have told this years before, but it was, and I never fessed up to this, okay? So oh. this was a fess up. This is in middle school, junior high, uh, seventh, eighth grade, something like that. And uh, my Spanish teacher, Senor Valdez, um, I hated him. He was a dick. <laughs> he was not a nice guy. And so I did stupid things when I didn't like people. And so it's just my little protest, my little thing. Look, it's a butthole picture. I would know it was a butthole picture. That was sixth grade. Oh. I, I would steal. We'd, it was my last class of the day. Yeah. And we'd line up before leaving, before the bell would ring and then you'd leave. And so I would go and I would always line up next to the chalkboard and I would reach behind me and I would steal an eraser. <laughs> <laughs> that and was I your protest every day. That was I your... did it every day, and he eventually caught on that these these res- erasers were turning up missing. <laughs> and he addressed the class. Oh uh-huh. boy! And he knew it was in that hour because he would. Yeah, I guess he eventually started paying attention uh-huh. to what point in the day it would go missing. Dude. And, uh, and and he didn't know it was me. It right. wasn't It wasn't like the 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 butthole picture that I drew. Right. Were you like Ralphie and Christmas Story? Were you like <laughs> yeah. just looking around? Yeah, yeah. 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 So, and I never fessed up. And he addressed the class. And he's like, I need to know who it is right now, or, or we're all going to get punished. I don't remember what, what how it ended, but I never. Ever... Was there a general punishment levied on the, on the I class? Don't, I okay, don't remember, right. but I remember what never you, ever fessing. What up. did you do with the erasers? I threw them away. <laughs> it was just to piss him off. Yes, it was just to piss him uh, off. And guess what? It pissed him off. Pissed him off. <laughs> you win. Yes. Mission accomplished. Uh, I had um, I had gotten reamed out for uh, sticking. 
um, scotch tape on my t- in eighth grade, and I, so my teacher saw me playing with scotch tape earlier, and she uh, eventually uh, ended up having scotch tape on her back. I did not put it on her back. She pulled me out of the classroom. She operated on circumstantial evidence. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I understand, you know, I understand her thinking it was me. Sure. But, I, but I'm telling you, it wasn't me. And she brings me out into the hallway and, I mean, ripped me a new a-hole. It was like screaming at the top of her lungs. And then, and so I got to give my buddy John credit because after about a, a minute, yeah. two minutes straight of, of her reaming me out, he opened the door and he goes, Miss Joyce, it wasn't Casey, it was me. Right, and she goes, you know, turns to me and she goes, get, get back in the classroom. Doesn't say a word to John. Doesn't apologize to me. Nothing. Nothing. Never apologize. Never apologize. Now to that's me. not cool. No. no, I didn't care. No, for her. that is not cool. No. Um, she, I didn't care for her either, and that's why I don't mind saying her name. Okay, because she wasn't nice. All right, she yeah. was not that's nice. Right to this day, I am hunting her down. <laughs> it's funny as we start to share these stories. I'm realizing that you have the you actually didn't do it stories. Mm-hmm. I have the I, <laughs> I did it. and didn't fess up thing. So it's no wonder one of my kids is lying to me about uh-huh. something right. that I did. Yeah. It's genetic. It's visited back on the parents, oh, right? But listen, and and the point of this is, is I did reach a point in my life where I decided uh, I'm gonna. I'm going to own up to the things that I'm doing that are wrong. There is. The, I just, it's, <sighs> it's too, and, and uh, I'm, of course, I stopped stealing and stuff like that. No, no, no. Yeah. So uh, that was good. So that's good. And and you still run weapons across the border. But if I make a mistake, I like to own up to it. Like, not that long ago, Bill was telling us about somebody spilling something in MGK's mixing console, the board, and nobody fessed <laughs> no up. No one fessed up. Like, yeah. if I did it, uh, okay, yes, I did this, and if I'm in trouble, I'm in trouble, but, you know, it's... It's better to get in trouble about doing something than lying and covering it up. Do you know what happens? And again, what what you begin to learn is that the intricacy, like you learned with your story about the uh, the truck, wrecking the truck, you start to you start to try to create a fable, yes. and then you have to remember the specifics of the fable, yeah. and and then the threads start to pull, and it becomes it, it's so much more work. Get your ass kicking and move on. Yeah. You know. Yep. Uh, yeah, and I had fessed up a few years back on air about what I stole when I was in high school. And, and I'll say it again because nobody ever came uh, to me because I had said, listen, I, I stole a Walkman out of somebody's locker during a swim meet. I was swimming against Father Judge High School. We were at Lincoln High School. I'm not going to say if it was you, uh, there was there was a, uh, a cassette in the Walkman. It was a very, very unique cassette. If it was you. I want to make it right somehow. All right, this has so, haunted you forever. This is the, and it will haunt me till the day I die. Yeah. It was just a ton of a, it was an a hole yeah. move. And so, if you know what cassette was in that Walkman, so you know specifically, I the know, person- and I'll tell you guys off air. Okay, um, because and and I'm listen. It wasn't you know it wasn't a CNC Music Factory right. like that. It was a very very specific. It um, wasn't something like we'd all. Are have. you putting down CNC music? I know. Could I'm I not. Sweat I'm, I know. I'm just saying it wasn't like popular music of the time. I, I, I'm just saying it was a very, very unique cassette that was in the Walkman. If it was you, I want to make this right somehow, some way. And where was this again? This was, um, uh, we swam against Father. It was, I went to O'Hara. We swam against Father Judge High School. It was at Lincoln uh, High School because, you know, uh, the, we, we always swam in. Uh, other you know, high, Catholic schools don't have pools in their okay. in their schools. So it was at Lincoln High School, and so I'm telling you, if if it was you and uh, I, I'd somehow, okay. some way, I, I, I want to make I this like right. That. Please, yeah. please yeah. help him fix this. Make yes. this right. Yes. All right. So anyway, I never found out who uh, who put the wet towel on the uh, on the banister. 
and I've got three kids, and all three said not me. So, uh, and, and it's and it wasn't a big deal until nobody <laughs> fessed up to it. Now and it's a now big it's deal. a big deal. Turned into Clint Eastwood. <laughs> yeah, you've unleashed the Kraken. You just made it a big deal. Yeah. So is uh, it over or? Yeah, it's over. Okay. Right. But you know, I, nothing's over. I, <laughs> ah, that's right. They are better than. <laughs> leave your towels. Leave your towels on the banister. Wet towels warping the wood. <laughs> Nothing is over. It's over. Have that ain't you. Have ra- yeah, <laughs> have him come in. You should. Yeah. Uh-huh. You should. Caroline, that ain't you. Yeah, you should come over, Steve, yeah. and do that for him. You're better than that. Oh, God. Now get up off the floor. All right. We, <laughs> we need to take a break. When we come back, stories from the Bizarre File. And uh, we also have our buddy Jim Florentine joining us around 9 o'clock. So make sure that you stay with us. We'll be back in just a little bit. Difficult times. MMR reminds you social distancing doesn't mean you can't still be social. Good morning, my neighbors! Connect with us on your favorite social media platform today. After all, since we're going to be here a while, let's make the best of it together, but safely, because we don't know where your timeline has been. Oh my God! 933 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, let's go B file. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. All right, got some stories for you, and they are brought to you by Armor Metals and Recycling. You can get cash today if you need cash fast. Bring your scrap and e-cycling to Armor Metals and Recycling, and walk away with cash today. Located in Pensacola, New Jersey, or at ArmorMetalsRecycling.com. A Texas attorney. And district judge, hopefully, he's running for district judge, is facing charges for allegedly egging the car of a judge, an admitted act of retribution over a stay-at-home order amid the COVID-19 pandemic. Who did this? It's, yes, exactly. Who did this? Exactly. <laughs> Anybody? What we were talking about. But this guy fessed up. All right. But it's interesting how he fesses up. Eric Yalik, an attorney... Uh, running for district court uh, is has pleaded not guilty to a misdemeanor charge of criminal mischief in the incident that occurred as Judge Mark Keogh left his office. He said, I threw one egg at Judge Keogh's car. One! Yes, this is what Yalek said. That's one-twelfth of a dozen. And he said, I did this for all the right reasons. Mark needed to get this message because he wasn't listening to people. Yalek said he threw the egg at Keogh's Lexus SUV over the judge's unconstitutional stay-at-home order in late March, which ran through April 17th. This is a gro- This is a lawyer who's doing this. Does he keep the eggs in his briefcase? Yalek had originally intended to give give Kehoe the egg, he said, in a yeah. symbolic gesture for, quote, laying an egg oh, with the order. Get the hell out of here. But and he was <laughs> consumed with rage? But he spotted the judge and took a different approach. He said, I wasn't angry or anything. Yeah. I was. It was a humorous gesture between friends. You laid an egg on Montgomery County, so uh-huh. here's an egg for you. There you go. Yalek said he then asked a female friend with him to take a photo before getting paper towels to clean up the mess. Yalek also offered the judge $20 for a car wash, but Keo declined the offer. Hours later, Yalek said he went to Keo's home and the pair hugged, <laughs> seemingly put the in, putting the incident behind him. Uh, the pair had been good friends, Yalek said, adding that Keo is the pastor at the church he attends. But an April Fool's Day fictitious news story that appeared in an online publication previously owned by Yalek, uh, further complicating the rift, uh, the story 
which is no longer available, playfully accused Keough of enacting martial law in Montgomery County. Critical Facebook posts Yalek made in response to Keough's order also angered the judge. Uh, and Yalek said about the charge, uh, it's retribution by Mark Keough because he doesn't like to be criticized for his lockdown orders. Or it isn't like you're cracking an egg on his car. Uh, Yalek is set to appear in court on October 7th. Uh, he has no plans to drop out of the race for district judge. He said, no, I'm going to win this race. He said, no way. Am I the man for you? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> if anything, this shows that I am committed to the rule of law and the Constitution. Is I what am he no says. yoke. Uh, Keogh, yeah, just use it yeah, all in your campaign. Yeah. Uh, Keogh's chief of staff, meanwhile, said the judge saw Yalek throw the egg at his SUV. Keogh reached out to police after the incident but opted to wait after being told that a two-year statute of limitations on the misdemeanor charge as a coronavirus pandemic was taking up most of his time. Who's so, the better man for the job? I'm let you decide. This is just uh, unbelievable. And I, I have another story similar to that later on. All right, so if you have any cow stories, too, that'd be great. Uh, city, yeah, right, so we throw in that pun. Uh, city health officials in New York issued updated guidance Monday on how to practice safe sex during the coronavirus pandemic, suggesting that New Yorkers kiss boring bedroom fa- uh, behavior behind. The Department of Health, the Health Department Advisory recommends you make it a little kinky. Yeah. It says be creative with sexual positions and physical barriers like walls. Use that drills. Al- that allow sexual contact while preventing close face-to-face contact. They, glory holes. they want you to make a glory no. hole. They want glory holes. Uh, before getting frisky, everyone should be slipping on a different kind of pre- some glory hole. Uh, different kind of protection, a face mask. During COVID-19, wearing a face uh, covering that covers your nose and mouth is a good way to add a layer of protection during sex, according to the agency. Uh, they, this week, they announced a free home delivery of condoms, lube, and HIV test kits. Uh, uh, amyl nitrate as well? They said, uh, maybe it's your thing, maybe it's not. For those who find social distancing a turnoff, officials advise choose large, open, and well-ventilated spaces for group sex. <laughs> Come on! And bring this is along, lunacy! And bringing along alcohol-based hand sanitizer for good measure. They're just covering all their bases. So, there you go. <laughs> for your group sex. Uh, this is a great story. It's funny. Uh, in South Carolina... Uh, some seniors received quite a surprise during a graduation ceremony on Wednesday. Graduations across the state were either postponed or canceled because of the coronavirus. But uh, District uh, 2 uh, began announcing limited in-person ceremonies once the state began to rebound from shutdowns. Ashley Ridge High School held its in-person ceremony early Wednesday morning at Swamp Fox Stadium, where the event was anything but normal. When Principal Karen Radcliffe began to introduce the school's valedictorian and salutatorian, oh no! Uh, seniors and guests were surprised. The sprinklers turned on <laughs> on the field, <laughs> sending everyone scrambling. Because a lot of times those are on timers, yes, and they forgot to shut it off. It happens actually fairly often, and the entire event was streamed live on YouTube. So uh, it made <laughs> for a memorable one. And then one last story. Uh, a breaching whale crashed down on a boat off of Seaside Park on Monday, throwing the boat occupants into the water, uh, but causing no injuries to either the humans or the whale. This must have been scary as F. Yeah, the incident happened off the D Street, off of D Street and Seaside Park shortly before noon. Uh, the boat, named Nothing But Net, is a smaller model Sea Hunt fishing boat. The two men apparently were fishing at the time, witnesses said. The men were thrown from the boat, but were able to get back on board before the boat breached. It was later towed to a marina. Uh, the whale kept swimming and breaching, uh, the p- uh, park post had said. Humpback whales have become more common uh, in the last several years along the Jersey Shore. 
breaching and feeding on bunker, also known as menhaden, which is a prime bait fish along the Atlantic coast. So they've been showing up wow. a lot more lately. <laughs> Could you imagine? We had a submarine surface one time. I told you about this. We were out in a 17-foot boat and a submarine surfaced, wow. you know, yards away from us. You want to... You want to die? Yeah. What's happening? Was it a was it a naval? Like it was a, a naval sub because oh there's God. a there's a naval base in Bridgehampton, I believe it is, Connecticut. So we were about halfway between you know from from Long Island to yeah. Connecticut, and in the deepest part of the Sound, Long Island Sound, we're just out there quiet, and the water starts to bubble, Preston, and what is it? Oh my God, that <laughs> we're gonna die! Yeah, that that would be terrifying. All right, and uh, that's the B-File. Let's take a quick break. Come back in a moment. Don't forget, Woodstown High School, Woodstown, New Jersey. You're the last one for the year. Coolest teacher of the year. Uh, If you would like to nominate a teacher, it's easy to do. Just text the word teacher to 39333, and we're going to send you this link to fill out. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Steven Singer Jewelers has fast, free, and safe shipping. Whether celebrating life or just saying I love you, Steven Singer is there for you. IHateStevenSinger.com As we ease back into life bit by bit, Acme wants to help you reconnect bite by bite. When doors start to open, when parks are filling with laughter again, and you can reconnect with family and friends over food, Acme will be there with you every step of the way. For birthdays and barbecues, parties and picnics, and of course, down the shore. Celebrate life together with Acme, your favorite local supermarket, and the official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Big Climb is virtual this year, and it's coming up this week, Nick. It's Saturday morning, and uh, we've done the Big Climb Philly here in Philadelphia for several years in a row. It's a great event, and uh, this year, like most charity events, they're doing it uh, virtually. Um, So we're not going anywhere or doing anything. You can do it from home. You can go up and down the stairs in your house. You can do it on your couch. Uh, But basically, they just want to keep the message of helping out with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. It's uh, LLS uh, of Philly and LLS uh, nationally, and it's a great event. It's a lot of fun. It's an incredibly well-run, uh, fantastic charity organization, so I will do anything I can to support them. But we're looking for members um, to be on Team Luke. Uh, Luke is my nephew. He has leukemia, and so we're doing it in his honor. It's Team Luke, Team Beasley. So the information's up on PrestonandSteve.com or on my Instagram account. The, the link's in the bio. All that stuff is there. If you need any information, obviously you can email me. But we're looking for, for people, uh, people to be on our team. Uh, just let me know, and we'd love to have you be a part of it. It's this Saturday morning, um, and uh, yeah, that that's it. Thanks for the information, and We'll go from there. Excellent, excellent. Hey, I, I want to thank Steve Morrison uh, because he has he has sent me down an unintended musical path, which <laughs> I plan to explore later on today. Um, you know, there's been a lot of bands that have been doing a quarantine jam session of sorts via you know Zoom or whatever uh, platform they're using to uh, to to link up uh, video wise and audio wise and. Some have really great audio equipment and can record things that sound great. Billy Joe, for one uh, yeah, example. Green yeah. Day, yeah. He's been doing that every Monday, the No Fun Mondays. But uh, you sent one over, Steve, and you're like, this sounds great. And I'm like, okay, I got to check it out. And after I, I listen to it, I'm like, okay. I'm diving into the whole catalog because I've not listened to the Doobie Brothers in a long time. And they have so many great songs. Throughout... All their career, I've always loved the Doobie Brothers. Always. And from the earliest uh, days to the uh, 
to the uh, McDonald, uh, um, Michael McDonald, Michael McDonald days, mm-hmm. and and all of that. Uh, the stuff is just great, and I mean, uh, you know, I, I actually. It's good to remember the earlier, earlier stuff because there's so much. Oh, yeah. They were a little more raw back in, like, the Jesus is just all right. Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. You know, it it was, they're just great singers and and musicians all the way around. So, uh, Tom Johnston and, damn it, I I wish I had the the intro because I forgot the other three guys. Tom Johnston's the main. He's the main songwriter, Guy that I I know name-wise in in the doobies. And then Pat, the guy with the really long hair who sang... You know the the lead on Blackwater. Uh, Marissa's going to send over the intro in a second as well because Tom Johnston sets it up, and then they then they go into listen to the music, which yep. is just it could be one of the most most happy feel good songs. And there are a lot of great feel good songs, but it's in that category we of were, you just feel good when you hear it. We started to sing it. Early, yeah, and we, all even, of us. we even yeah. sang. What were we? What else were we singing? We were singing uh, Blackwater. Black 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 Water. Water. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Blackwater. Keep on rolling. Mississippi keep on shining on me. You can't help but sing along to that. Well, here's some funky Dixie Land. Pretty mama gonna take me by the hand. By the hand. Take me by the hand. Pretty mama. Marissa pulled over some of uh, we're good of Blackwater as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here, so what do you want to hear? Let's hear the let's hear what started this whole. All right, here we go. This is listen to the music. Here we go. Hi, everybody. I'm Tom Johnson of the Doobie Brothers. I'm here with Pat Simmons. I'm Pat here with Simmons. John McPhee, and I'm here with John Cowan. We're all in our houses. I hope you guys are all doing well in this situation with social distancing and the COVID virus. We thought we'd play some music. And get it out to you as soon as possible. And uh, hopefully you'll enjoy it and sing along with us. That'd be great. And right now we're going to do Listen to the Music. So join in. Like that, mm-hmm. you could harmonize with people I've, like that. I've always, always loved oh. his voice. There are parts in that song, you know, got to get a message, get it on through. That yeah. part always, it almost makes you want to uh, like, like cry. Yeah. It's just such a great message. It's emotional. You know yeah. how some classic rock bands sort of become tribute acts to themselves? You know, yeah. they, they sort of become cover bands for their own stuff. The Doobies aren't that. They still sound great. His voice sounds phenomenal. Yeah. And, and I went and saw them. Three or four years ago, they did a, a show with Journey across the river in Camden. And Journey, sadly, is 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 that is a bit of a tribute act to what they used to be. The Doobies just aren't. They just keep rocking. They sound yeah. so good, and they play together as a band. Uh, and and the Doobies stole that show. They were they were much better in my okay. opinion than Journey was. Uh, here's a little bit of the when they did Blackwater. It was a couple weeks ago, I guess, Marissa. So let's check this out. 
damn good so clean they're just you know and their voices there's some people have voices that you just know will not weather you know getting older yeah uh they all hit at a tone that uh has pretty much stayed intact which is miraculous yeah and their and their vocals just mesh so yeah. well together. It's great, man. Nice. All right, I love so, that. So I'm heading I'm heading to Doobie Town, <laughs> Doobie Town. <laughs> in more ways than one uh, for uh, my afternoon because that's just great freaking music. So thanks for sharing that, Steve. No, I appreciate no, no. that. Um, also, an article that Steve sent over is from uh, Empire Magazine. Their hero issue is coming out today. I don't have the full list of this, but they have their top ultimate. Cinematic hero. I mentioned it earlier, so I'll just tell you right now that they have named Indiana Jones as the ultimate cinematic hero of all time. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to argue that. I think at a certain point, it just becomes point of preference, yeah. or even just you know what nostalgia for many people because Indiana Jones is great. You know, I mean, obviously the first movie. I, I love I love all of them. Uh, this Crystal Skull. Yeah, but, but still, check your brain. I it think was that. you could survive an atomic bomb in a refrigerator, but I don't know. You know so, what? I think my favorite Indiana Jones moment actually is uh, is near uh, closer. To, it's it's in the first portion of the movie uh, when he goes to uh, to find Marion uh, to get the piece, the uh, the staff of Ra, yeah, the, yeah. the head of the staff of Ra, and uh, she tells him to get out of there, leave me alone, whatever. And then the Nazis come in and they start interrogating her, right? And uh, the one guy in black's got the, the, the branding iron, and it's really hot, and it's about right by her face. And all of a sudden, you see, whap, you know, the whip comes out, and yanks away, and he just goes, let her go. Yeah. And I'm like, that's it. I'm uh-huh. like, that is the moment for me. I love it. There's a scene that I, I, I know some people don't like Temple of Doom. I happen to love it. And there's a scene where they're on that rope bridge, and, uh, and he, has, he has the machete, and he's he's looking at the the ropes on each side, and she looks and she goes, "Oh no!" <laughs> <laughs> and he starts hacking uh-huh, away, uh-huh. and that's like uh, we're getting out of this by yeah. hook or crook. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a great for, now for me, probably be, because just of my whole life, the action hero star of the movie series for me would be James Bond. Right. You know. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, James Bond has always been that um, you know that that guy. A hero who does it, you know, so he's doing it because everyone has a good reason. You know, Bond has has been in different iterations, has been Indy's, Indy's unique, but yet the same as so many of the, the early screen idols uh, or screen heroes. Yeah. You know, he used to be like that. And that's it really was an homage to those early films, as was Star Wars. Well, I, I, why are they giving this honor to Indiana Jones? It was the, the it was the readers. It was a reader's poll, I guess. Okay. And of Empire uh, Magazine, which is a big movie pop culture magazine. And uh, so they went with Indiana Jones. I'm I'm a little... Listen, I like Indiana Jones. Um, I'm a little underwhelmed by this one, though. Ah, What are you thinking? Well, so I haven't had a whole lot of time to actually think about this. 
Um, but you know, I but I feel like I could probably come up with somebody well, better. And there are other names that they've now. That we're waiting for the comprehensive list, but you can you know that if you go through the history of films, a lot of people would probably think John McClane. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. the, the Die Hard movies. What about Liam Neeson and the Taken movies? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those those are are heroes. It's what are you looking for in a hero? And what what do you do? You like the antihero? But if you use the term cinematic hero, yeah, uh, I think you an action be, hero. I think you got to be a bit bigger than uh, uh, than John McClane. And I yeah. love that character and what he was able to do. But this is, you know, Indy gets out of everything every time, no matter what. When the absolute odds are all the way against him, and right. there's no way we're getting out of this. <laughs> you know what I mean? He has luck on his side besides his skill and his smarts. Yeah. As does Bond. Yeah, so, you know, exactly. It's, yes. it's always, there's, yeah. there's, there are many cases, there are many times which both should have died and don't. Are you not allowed to vote for superheroes then? Uh, I, no, I, because uh, Black Panther's on there. Oh, because I'd, I'd probably put Batman or Iron Man up there. I'd put Superman in there. Yeah. I, like, I, I, my immediate thought I guess was, I'm thinking the same actor, um, although James Bond would... Uh, Destroy here's, that theory. Here's how they describe it. It says, Empire, uh, uh, we look back on all things that make Indy the all-time greatest. His charisma, his costume, his intelligence and bravery, and the flaws that make him believably human. So that's why Superman is a little bit... Yeah. And Superman, for all that I love, and I loved Zack Snyder's Man of Steel, and I, I loved, um, and I've loved, all, I've loved them all, you know, uh, except for a couple of the, the uh, third and fourth Christopher Reeves. It wasn't his fault, but they were just terrible. Uh, but the but Superman has uh, a whole arsenal of stuff that's just um, virtually ins- he's it's easy to it's be kind of like I call no fair yeah yeah and even uh, him as a superhero right kind of call no fair it's weighted you know so far in his favor uh, but I could if he are bringing comic book heroes and and I think in a way there's almost sort sort of muddies it I'm thinking if you're going more real world you know like John Wick but John Wick is more of a He'd be more of an anti-hero because he was a hitman. He was a hitman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Killed people for a living. Yeah. yeah. And maybe a few good people. Who knows? Maybe we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so some of the other people that are on the list are um, uh, Ellen Ripley from uh, Alien. One of the great screen badasses of all time. And as the story goes, I've said it many times before, her role of Ripley was written as a man in the original Alien. And they went with Sigourney Weaver, and they didn't change one word of dialogue. Okay. So she took that role and made it the badass that it is. Uh, they put Casablanca's Rick Blaine on here. It's a, it's a, it's a one-off. Uh, it, and it's the category action, greatest, no, just movie hero. Okay, yeah, he is. He's a movie hero. Um, do, would you naturally think of him, though, when you think of a... I've never seen the movie. You've never seen it? Uh-uh. It's a great movie, obviously, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's greatest movie hero. It's not yeah. action hero. Uh, so then you have uh, Black Panther uh, as one of the greatest uh, movie heroes. Phenomenal. Uh, the Matrix is Trinity. So not Neo, Trinity. Uh. And now Neo might be on this. I don't have the full list because they do yeah. interview Keanu Reeves, and I'm not sure which character... Uh, that people voted for on this list, but Trinity is one on this list. I thought she was pretty badass in that movie. If you're taking straight up, n- not based on a real, you know, a real actual story, and there are many heroes out there that would pertain to that. A, a hero that, that that you know that that I think sacrifice is a tremendous part of being a hero. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, well, I mean, um, Captain America for me is is part. I mean, his moral compass is like. Um, 
never in question. Iron right. Man sacrifices himself to save the entire universe, man. Like, there's no bigger <laughs> sacrifice than that. Wow. That's a big one. Mm, I mean, that's pretty an, giving. Wouldn't anybody sacrifice themselves for the entire universe? No. No, uh, no because they're not worthy enough to wear the, the Infinity Gauntlet. You know, mm. and Iron Man is is worthy and... Right, Kath? Uh, sacrifices himself. Kathy, you, you're with me on this. And Actually, let me just go get go Jace ahead. really quick because he could probably <laughs> tune into this. Well, the only reason, like, listen, All I right. mean, if, if the entire universe is at... Um, at stake here, I think a lot of people would sacrifice, because they're going to die anyway, right? A lot so of people like, would, but he yeah, did. But he did. Yeah. Right. All right, so let, let me give you some other, rather than action, let me give you some <laughs> other examples, like Marty McFly from Back to the Future, a great uh, movie hero. Uh, Sarah Connor from uh, Terminator. Sarah Connor is a solid hero, obviously. she's uh, This is something she doesn't ask for. It's foisted upon her. She just ends up in history this character and she has to rise to the challenge did you see the latest one by the way no i'm waiting on it okay. I, I i heard good and bad and i want to clear my mental palate before i go yeah. in and uh i see think it. i liked it yeah I'm fairly certain that i liked it i don't uh, think i don't remember what <laughs> it made a huge impact yeah. on you somebody texted in uh rocky balboa yeah could be a great hero yeah uh, of all time um, then you have... Mistakes! Yeah. <laughs> He's not happy with the award. It's not you! Yeah. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop Axel Foley is on this as, list. As the greatest uh, hero of all time? Film hero? No, Greatest no. movie heroes of all time. Yeah. There's 50 on yeah. this list. So, you know, like I said, we did the list comes out later today. Nick, can you check and see if, it, if they've listed the whole thing yet? Uh, it's from Empire Magazine, their hero issue. Uh, they also mention uh, the Hunger Games Katniss Everdeen. That's a good yeah, hero. She's a great hero. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Moana is on this list. I can um, see that. You know, I don't know. Uh, no, but then you could also put in uh, yeah, uh, Mulan and uh, any, anybody, yeah. who's, yeah, anybody who's who's got that level. Uh, of the greatest 50, uh, I guess a, that, that covers a, a fair amount of territory, a fair amount of turf. I also like with, with Indiana Jones of the choice uh, where it's like, that's a name that you can throw. What are you, Indiana Jones? You know, I mean, you can you reference it like that. Right, you know? right, right. Who, it, who do you it, think you are, Indiana Jones? It instantly suggests a hero. Right. It insta- instantly suggests a uh, someone who does right. Right. Are, are there any? And, and by the way, just as another caveat to that, he uh, he's he's going out to get this stuff to return it to, for museums and things like that. Yes. He's not doing it for personal gain. Right. Belongs in a museum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of my favorite moments also from uh, the the the. Uh, um, Raiders of the Lost Ark is uh, when they they end up on on a ship, uh, you know, where he's he's being taken where he needs to be, and he's been beat up. He's all this and that, and everywhere Marion touches him, he's like, "No, that hurts." <laughs> yeah, you know, and this and that, and. She at some point there's a spinning there's a mirror yes and yeah. she flips it around <laughs> yeah. and right before it hits him in the jaw they do a long shot of the ship away and you just hear ah! <laughs> I love that part of the movie. any Star Wars characters in there any I mean besides I don't have the whole list yeah, all right I don't yeah. know get off my back no, stinks I don't think they've um, printed the entire list yet but I mean you could put three Harrison Ford characters on there you could do Indy and Han Solo and Jack Ryan if you wanted all of them solid. Yeah, Jack Ryan is a character, yeah. but he's been played by multiple people. You know, who's the one who's who's the hero that's most put upon that rises to the challenge? I like I like that kind of most put upon. Well, definitely John McClane would be one because yeah. he just keeps getting dumped on, right. In in all and those movies, just keeps coming. You know, well, it's not the these aren't theatrical movies, but there's a character from 
the the, the movie The Night Stalker, Carl Kolshak. I like the guy. I like the guy who he's the only one that can get it done, or the girl, you know, the only one that can get it done, and no one appreciates them, but they go and they move along and get it done. Who's the Morgan Freeman uh, character from Seven and uh, and Kiss the Girls? He's a detective. Oh yes, it's part of a part of a book series. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Skippy. Skippy. <laughs> My name is Skippy. <laughs> I just typed in Morgan Skippy. That's not right. (laughs) You're throwing Uh, me off, man. Because he Skippy, what's in the box? Uh, Skippy, don't don't want to look in the box. Don't look in that box. All right, Marissa, Marissa, Doug, and she she found she got a partial list. All right, these rat bastards. A detective, William Somerset. Ah, there we go. Is who Morgan Freeman plays? Part of an ongoing series. All right. I'll go through some of these. Uh, let's see, Brody and Jaws. Brody, well, Brody is, is, I think, is a classic hero in that. Again, he's terrified of the water. Yeah, he's got to go out and do this. By the and, way, he's number fifty. He's the bottom of the okay. list. Okay, six. <laughs> uh, Merida from Brave. I love that character. Um, the the redhead. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. That's uh, that that movie. I've really come to appreciate more. I thought the whole bear thing was kind of stupid at first, uh-huh. uh, but now I love that movie. Stupid! It's t- <laughs> uh, let's see. Stakes! Axel Foley was number 47. Uh, Moana's 46. Katniss is 45. Mad Max is number 44 on this list. So Mad Max, um, uh, the the last Mad Max movie was um, was good. I mean, it's really well done. It's, it's a technical achievement. My favorite is The Road Warrior. Wait a minute. Because in the Road Warrior again, he's he's that anti-hero, Mel Gibson. There's just that is a an unbelievable movie. Still holds up. Actually, Alex Cross is the name. That's yeah, well, uh, Alex Cross is is kiss the um, kiss the girl and Along Came a Spider. And uh, Seven is not the same character. Is not. No, I thought those were, movies were connected. I don't. I, I, mean, I don't remember by, names. So. No, only connected by the actor. Okay, different and, roles. And he wears a uh, like a trench coat and a hat. Yeah. So is he the same character okay. in Driving Miss Daisy? Nope. No, that's a different character. He is the same character in Bruce Almighty. Okay. Uh, then we have uh, Clarice Starling, and that character's uh, crossed a few movies. Yes. Uh, the so... best is obviously Silence of the Oh, yeah. Times. Yeah. Uh, that was 43. Ash from Evil Dead is 42. Ash is a guy who's just going to um, a cabin with his friends. Uh, he's going to propose to his girlfriend, or at least, get, you know, he's going to you know do something very romantic. He has a piece of jewelry. It's not an engagement ring, but... Uh, and then uh, everything goes south. Hey, what's the one where his uh, chainsaw on his arm? Uh, the Army, Army of, of Darkness. Army of Darkness, yeah. that's it, yeah. Uh, then you have Blade, 41. Blade is awesome. Blade. Tr- Trinity is 40. Uh, Maximus from Gladiator. Yeah. Number 39. These are uh, ultimate, these are movie, greatest movie heroes of all time. Uh, the Terminator is 38. I guess eventually he becomes a hero, right? Now I know why you cry. Yeah. Um, yeah, why'd they make him a good guy? Just because... Because, uh, you, Arnold, yeah, you, you can only... There's only so long you can milk that, I guess, right? Yep. <laughs> I'm milking. <laughs> Keep milking. Uh, then you have uh, at number 23, and this the, the list, it jumps around. Uh, Marty McFly. Uh, number 22 is Black Widow. Black Widow, again. Yep. Horrible, you know, uh, childhood, being raised to be a, a weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, then 21 is Rocky. So he did make the list. He did. Rocky Balboa. I did. Yes, you did. Should've You're been better than that. You're making guess what it is I made. What? Empire Magazine's top <laughs> heroes. Congratulations, Rock. Rock, I'm trying to sleep. Yeah. 
like standing over his bed. <laughs> what, 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 what do you want? What do you want? I just made it loose. He does the crying thing, Kate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Don't die, Mickey. The list is coming out. <laughs> so he is, uh, yeah, he landed at number 21. I thought he would have been in, in the top 20. But... should have is in the middle of that after each one of those little segments is have the Russian interpreter from yeah, Rocky Ford. Yeah. What they should do is, is, is just put tra- like translation. I'll do it. I'll, I'll put like a, like you know as, as if they're subtitles. Okay. I am so sad at this point. Right. <laughs> I'm remembering all the times we shared. <laughs> My grief is beyond comprehension. Yeah. Uh, then at number 12 on this list is Samwise Gamgee. There you go. Not now that, well, yeah, not Frodo. Samwise has no other than he's asked to to join his friend, and I think even Frodo makes. Yeah, Frodo wouldn't have made it without Samwise, and he makes reference to that, or at least you yeah. know that 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 scene in the in the first film uh, when they're in the boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is one of the great to me, one of the great scenes of all time. Yeah. Where their their friendship. Yep. Yep. Don't you leave him, Samwise. <laughs> I left the cooler on the beach. Uh, Number 11 is Wonder Woman. Yeah. And I assume they mean the Gal Gadot. Not the uh, Linda Carter series? Probably not, yeah. No, because this is big screen only, yeah, right? Yep, 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 you're right. Uh, and so she was in Justice League as well. And then you've seen, there's dribs and drabs of the um, of the film, which has been delayed. You'll see stills and videos coming out, you know, teaser uh, trailers. And uh, she's she looks even better in this. She's got some really badass armor. What are they doing with Justice League, Steve? So uh, what the, the HBO, the HBO streaming service... Uh, is going to take Zack. Zack Snyder has been given about $25 million to shoot additional footage and flesh out the original vision of the Justice League. Wow. So they're going to basically, the way they, what they did with Watchmen, you yeah. know, and, and kind of parsed it out that way, they're going to make it sort of a series to f- make the whole movie, the Justice League, a fully realized version. That the, and, and in the version that Zack Snyder, what they called the Snyder Cut, Green Lantern, Ant-Man, uh, not Ant-Man, um, the Adam. Adam, Adam yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, and uh, a, a number of other characters. Martian Hunter. So it will be with included with the film we already saw? Yeah, so there's okay. a lot of footage that was shot, and then they're to really cool. finish um, finish it the way that he had intended it, they're going to yeah. do and And Henry Cable apparently is coming back. I don't know if there's any additional footage with... Uh, ben Affleck that needs to be shot, but okay. that's pretty cool. I'm I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to Wonder Woman 1984. What? I was just thinking of Shazam. Sorry. Uh, 
That's a great movie. It is a great movie. Great I just movie. was thinking of him at the top of the Army Museum steps. He's like, hands, lightning from my hands. <laughs> lightning from my hands. <laughs> there are a lot of good things yeah. about that movie. It's a great I, I, I thought they, to to make it stand out from other superhero genres, they, they did it They, they needed it to right. do something. They yeah. did it right. Uh, then you have, speaking of superheroes, number 10 on this list is Black Panther. This is the hero issue of Empire Magazine. It's the, the uh, uh, top uh, movie heroes of all time. Black Panther was a, whoa. Like, uh, oh, yeah. I, when I, he first appeared in Winter Soldier, we were like, whoa, that's really cool. That the stuff he could do. Things, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And things that, in that particular movie of, of just so much greatness, the, the, uh, the, the chase scene with the car. The foot chase. Right. Well, the, yeah, it's with the city. Yeah. It, uh, well, I'm talking well, actually in well, Black Panther. From the car. I lo- oh, in I Black Panther. Panther. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. With, <laughs> where she, had, she ends up just in the driver's seat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, there's just so much going on. It's but, so hyperkinetic. I love in, in Winter Soldier. It's the amazing. Foot, the foot chase. They're all yeah. they're running so fast that they're going the speed of the cars and awesome. It, it's awesome. Watch. There's yeah. a series on uh, YouTube Corridor Crew. It's with the special effects man and stuntman commenting on how they do these various things. Mm-hmm. That whole sequence is amazing. Especially because a number of those stunts, which you think are oh, they're clearly CGI, they're doing, uh, you know, a fake on that. It's actually real stuntmen jumping on the vehicles, being launched off the vehicles. It's pretty wild. Nice. Uh, then you have number nine is Superman. Yeah. Uh, so obviously a, a very easy go to. He sort of hero. wins by default. Yeah. Uh, number two, and then we jump to the top two, which you already mentioned. Uh, Ellen Ripley, Alien, yeah. was voted two. And Ellen DeGeneres. But, and Ellen DeGeneres was, was three. No, no uh, Ripley uh, voted by the readers as number two. That's that's huge, man. And, and deserved. Yeah. And I then, mean, when she goes in Aliens, when she goes back down into into the, uh, the nest of aliens and takes on the mother, the queen uh, alien... One of the greatest moments in movie history. Somebody texts in and says, Carl from Caddyshack. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did blow up the yeah. the golf course, which made them win the tournament. And uh, The ball go. fell in the hole. Yeah, yeah. Tell so me what's maybe, a, maybe a bigger is, hero. Maybe he's a hero. Uh, hang on. Is this uh, Angel? Good morning. Oh, wait. Good sorry. morning, man. Hey, what's up, bud? Hey, good morning. How you guys doing? You guys are rock. Man. Thanks, Thank you. man. You wanted to add one to this list. It's not on here. Yeah, I'm surprised Forrest Gump is not on the list. You know, yeah, Forrest yeah, Gump. Sorry about that. So much stuff. Forrest, so much stuff. Yeah, no, Forrest Gump really does qualify as a hero, though. Even he may be unaware that he's a hero, you yeah. know. But but he he um his heart is always in the right place. He ends up doing right for so many people. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, and and so he is in a way a hero. Yeah, it's a civil rights, a football hero, Vietnam vet. He, he, I, I'm surprised he's not on the list. I think they docked points for his um, off-screen murder of Jenny at the end of the film. Oh, <laughs> That's right. Yeah, How did he, he do it again? With a shovel. A shovel. Yeah. <laughs> he hit her in the head. Well, he, listen, he might be on the list. There are a lot of people well, that are... Listen, listen to the sound it makes when I hit you in the head with this. <laughs> Dunk. <laughs> <laughs> If I put that on, I get eaten worse. Wow, what Kathy. Is that? That's the clip right next to it. Oh, and that's okay. Kathy talking about her prom night. I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, but the number one on this list is Indiana Jones. All right, I'm, I'm interested to see the full list when it comes out at some point today. And that's from uh, Empire Magazine. Listen. So listen to the Doobie Brothers and watch Indiana Jones movies. The two things we've learned today, yeah. it's those. We're going to take a break because uh, Florentine, Jim Florentine, is going to be joining us in just a few. Make sure that you hang close. We will be back in just a moment. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR.
Kathy. We've been checking in with friends from time to time, just see what's up in their world. Uh, so we thought this guy would be a good person to get on, as always. So let's get some metal. Old school metal, pretty much. And it's our good friend, Mr. Jim Floyd. Yeah. Hey! What's up, Jim? How's it going, guys? Good, brother. How are you holding up, man? You know, it's uh, it's Groundhog Day. Every day is something. Yeah. You know, it's the same day. Yeah, this is true. In fact, we saw that you had a, a live show coming up soon. <laughs> I wish. No, yeah. Well, no, I did do a drive-in comedy show down in Atlantic City a couple of weekends ago. Oh, how was that? How are those working? Uh, it's weird because, yeah. you know, they're in their cars. You stand up on the back of a pickup truck on the bed with a microphone, and the, the sound is wired into the cars like an old drive-in movie movie theater thing, and they listen on the radio, and when they they like a joke, they beat the horn instead of laughing. <laughs> what? Okay. Did that take a little getting used to, I would imagine? I, I, I shot out like a quick like three-minute video of it. I think it's posted today. You could see how it went. I basically, I, I filmed the whole thing. Um, yeah, it's weird because when they beat the horn, like if you have another joke right after that, that punchline, it throws you off. Like, yeah. I got to wait for the beeps to stop. But they can hear it in the car, so you're just standing there like an idiot until they stop beeping. And then you deliver the, the next line, which you don't have to. Right. It, it's it's um, wild. So, so I, yeah, I mean, listen, I used to love drive-ins. But, I, you know, the, the concept of something that is sort of an immediate, um, sort of more personal interaction between a comedian and the audience, it is a little weird when the response or the approval comes in the form of a car horn. It is, and then I, you know, I like to go into the crowd and work the crowd, and I, you know, I, that, yeah, who's that guy in that black Hyundai? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> really work. Well, chalk it up to another one of the experiences. But as we're moving along, I'm starting to see people post, and some of the, you know, other uh, comedian friends start to post that there's some areas around the country. Uh, uh, I think Brian Kalen had, had posted a uh, a picture from a, a club. That you know the the table spaced out further. It was clearly you know a more limited occupancy, but there was an audience there, and, and so it's starting to roll out. Do you have anything now that's looking tangible for an in club appearance or in venue appearance? No, nothing. Everything everything I got is rescheduled for the fall. I'm sure something will happen. Like Florida, a bunch of all the clubs are open down there. Texas and so so some of these states. But the problem is all the comedians want to go perform down there. We're all calling our agents, going, like, just get us a gig. Right. So, so. Every, everything everything's booked solid. That's that's we, We've been talking to a number of people who say that they, um, you know, uh, uh, acts that normally wouldn't play certain venues because they've kind of worked their way up past a venue of a certain size will now eagerly look to get back in there. So uh, everyone's there's a limited amount and everyone's running for it is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm hoping by like mid July I'll be back on stage at clubs, maybe in New Jersey. You know, New Jersey's way behind too in opening. I think maybe at, by second week of July, maybe I'll be doing some shows, some local shows here and there. But I figure hopefully September is when everything will come back. Hey, Jim, how old's your son? By the way, he's nine. He's nine. So, uh, what grade does that put him in? He's in third. Okay, third grade, and obviously, you know, school took a different uh, tone this year. How is he handling it? 
he actually misses it. He, he's like, I wish I was in school, which is the complete opposite of me. As soon as he gets up in the morning, he's waiting for his homework. I'm like, this can't be my kid. I gotta get a DNA. <laughs> what, what the hell happened? <laughs> this, I, I would wait till whatever the last minute was at five o'clock to do it, and I still wouldn't want to do it. And he's like looking at his iPad. It's not posted yet. He's getting mad. I'm you, like, you, who are you? you? Do you think so? Obviously, and a lot of the, the people that I know have kids and are doing the Zoom stuff. That they, yeah, you know, they, they you do what you got to do. In fact, my, my neighbor's son has been performing, you know, actually better, you know, this way. And then and other kids are taking a hit. But that that social thing is so important. And, you know, does he have um, is there anybody in what they now call the, your uh, your uh, quarantine bubble? You know, the quarantine bubble where people that you are confident are fairly, um, you know, covid free, as they say, that get together. Does he have any other kids that he has seen since the quarantine? Yeah, he's my my cousin that lives around the his cousin that lives around All the right. corner. They've been going. He's been going there, going to the pool today for the first time since you know March. He's got basketball practice with his basketball team. That's so cool. I, I think I'm more excited than he is for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, they're, they're, so they're starting to relax some of the sports stuff. I don't know as far as a summer camps was summer was a summer camp thing ever on on his. On his roster, did he do it last year or anything? Or, or, or is he a summer? No, camp? he doesn't do. He doesn't do the summer. He camp. doesn't do summer so camp. That, that hasn't been a problem. So I'm used to him being around. It's weird. Like we're almost like a married couple. Me and him. We go to. We get up at the same time. We go to bed at the same time. He gets mad if I go to bed after him. Uh, He's like, "Come on, you got to go to bed now too." And I'm like, "Why? We're not married." <laughs> That's I hilarious. feel like I have a wife. He's like, "Are you mad at me?" I'm like, "Why? Because I want to stay up and watch something." He's way more responsible than you are, Jim. Yeah, well, you know, because then he says if I go to bed late, then I don't want to get up early in the morning, and he wants to get up the same time. Jesus, need to get up at the same time. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, fine, we'll go to bed. All right. You've 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 been gifted with an old soul. He's he's you know. So if if he stays on this course, uh, you know, when you get into your latter years, he'll be he'll be somebody you'll want to take care of you. So <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, I got to look at it that way. But yeah, he does get jealous. Like I, I, I get. I start now. Like before, I even did comedy. I was DJing like a night at rock club, so right. I never had a day schedule. I get tired at six o'clock at night. I, that's never happened to me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is weird. I, at six, I'm ready to wind down and go to bed at ten. Mm-hmm. I'm on a completely different schedule. Do you find because I mean, you're obviously a guy who's always going, and we've asked this. I ask this all the time because I'm just curious as to how it, um, how it affects certain people. So. Have you found yourself still keeping up a level of work? Because uh, we were talking about yesterday about like some of the hardest work you'll ever do is when you're out of a job, when you're looking for work. So as you're starting to piece and plan things together, is it become a a, a whole ton of extra work or is it about the same as what it was pre-pandemic? You know, I still get, I still get, to, I could do my, two, I do two podcasts a week. So I do them from my house and I do a radio show too. So I'm busy for like two and a half days out of the week. Okay. One of the things that, that uh, things that Casey was, was bringing up to us is that uh, some people are finding out that there's some uh, hobby or ability or skill that they have uh, found out that they, unknowingly they, they took to that they're good at or the opposite tried something and realized they just suck at it. Has anything like that popped up in your life? No, but I'm just doing stuff around the house, okay. doing landscaping and, you know, cleaning out rooms. You know, stuff that I've been putting off for like seven years yeah. since I bought this house. So now I'm pretty much out of stuff in like two more days. And now I'm going to get really bored. It's taken me this long. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. To clean out closets, throw stuff out, do the garage. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm at Home Depot like five times a day. I'm like, I never thought I'd be this guy. Yeah. And yet, and yet and eventually, likewise, eventually you're like, oh, the hardware store. Oh, this is going to be good. And yeah. You go in and, and you're, you're buying drills and all this stuff and just... And, and there's some fix-it stuff that, um, you know, you find that you're good at and some that you're not. Uh, I wanted to ask you, because uh, you do the Everybody is Awful, uh, that's the, the podcast. And that's, is that released first on Barstool Sports, or what's what's the deal with that? Yeah, it's it's, it's part of Barstool Sports. So they, it's, you know, wherever you get podcasts, you can get it, but it's through Barstool Sports. And, and, and I do, you know, one Monday and one on Thursday, so I do two a week. All right, all right. That's is cool. it uh, is it just you, or are you linked up with somebody? Because I, I haven't listened, I, I will confess. It's, it's, it's just me ranting about different stuff. You know, I get fans of the podcast send in stuff that they see on social media that they don't think I would like, mm-hmm. so they, and then I rant about it. So it's great. They just send in stuff that would annoy me, and then I just... I just go off on it. So uh, it's always been like that. Just me. Do- it's easier for me. You know, you guys know as booking guests. Yeah. It's I, I was like, I'm not going to rely on comedians because they're very, you know, irresponsible <laughs> to, to be on the podcast every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Not, so I figure if I do it myself, I don't, I, I'm only going to disappoint myself if I don't show up. <laughs> and, and well, that, it makes sense, honestly, if you can control most of the content. I mean, we we normally didn't do a lot of phone interviews. You know, obviously the thing was to have people in here. Yeah. But you got you have to shift and take what you can get, and yeah. uh, and uh, so you know, ultimately that's the deal. Now, when you do your show from your house, uh, was that normally what you were doing, or were you going into a studio prior to the uh, to the pandemic? No, yeah, no, I would go into Barstool Sports, their studio in New York City, and do it out of their studios. What? But you know, when everything shut. Shut down in mid March. I just do it from home. What are their facilities like? Because that that we were we were talking to who are we talking to is now uh, at at Bro Bible. Uh, he left. Oh, I forget his name. But yeah, yeah. But but uh, he talked about the the setup there, and it, it's 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 pretty badass from what he said. Oh yeah, it's really cool. I mean, I got it's almost like it, it, um, yeah. It's just a bunch of different radio studios. They got a bar. They got a big <laughs> area where you can watch games. They got recliners. So they got like tw- ten different TVs. You know, and all that stuff. It's 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 like, you know, they got games, pinball machines, and all that stuff, too. Wow. It's a big, like, and, you know, and then there's cubicles for everybody, but it's a b- real big office space they got. That's, That's pretty cool. And it's, a, it's a cool place. You know, everybody's young there to hip and stuff. I don't know why I'm working there, but anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jim, what's your uh, what's your, your, your face mask uh, game like? Did you do anything? You, you got, like, a generic one, or did you go above all? Did you do something metal? What What, what are you going with? No, just a, just a generic, the regular generic one. You know, I ordered masks like in, on March 20th, and they still haven't come. <laughs> you know, he's right. It took it took forever. We actually have our, you know, so I, I had a couple of the surgical masks, and then eventually they arrived. I'm still waiting on my Bane mask, which has still not arrived. But, uh, yeah, they uh, they immediately cleaned them out when everyone was panicking. Yeah, the, and the gloves. The gloves it says um, I ordered them March thirty first. I'm getting them August fifth. Which is, you know, the whole coronavirus will probably be over by then. <laughs> yeah, I, at first I, I was hesitant on the whole. Um, I, I have uh, Casey. What do you call these things? Uh, uh, a buff. A buff. Yeah, it's it's kind of like you wear it on your. It's almost like a do rag. You wear it on your head, but you can slip it down over your face. You, you see, like. Uh, guys who go skiing and stuff like that, they wear them. Out. We right. wear them when I, when I go on my Jeep to keep my hair 
you know, from flying all over the place. But now it's looking like the the face mask thing is going to stick around for a while. And I'm oh. thinking about getting something a little more badass, something cool, at yeah, least something that makes a statement, or I, I don't know. I mean, you might as well if and, you're stuck and, with the freaking thing. Every time you go online on any website, you see ads for face masks all over the place. I so bet you guys will buck up. The heavy metal, I mean, the metal face mask thing has to be. Oh, I'm sure you can get any yeah. band. Dude, I, listen, I got a face mask. I was so excited about it. I had a cool little vent, came with a little charcoal filter, and I you know, posted it. And people were like, oh, that, that face mask is no good. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Well, yeah. I don't know. But I don't know. And and so I'm all right. I'll just go back to the normal, surgical, boring face mask. Jim, if you were to get a band uh, logo, who's, who's would you get? I'm sure ACDC's got them because they're, they're, they're like... They're like a divert, like Kiss, you know, no mark in anything. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I'd probably get like an ACDC one. Do All you right. guys wear gloves, though? Do you wear the gloves when no. you wear or no? No. Nah, just a hand sanitizer. Do you wear gloves? I did. It's, you know, especially in the beginning, I had some rubber gloves, so I would wear them. But then it was like, you know, I'd go food shop, and then i get back to my car, and I'm like, all right, now, do I touch my phone? Do I, yeah. touch, do I take them <laughs> off now? Because I just got germs in the store, and then do I want to touch the steering wheel if I take them off or uh, throw them on my floor? It was a mess. And then when I got home, like, do I touch the door with them? Do I take them off before I go in the house? And well, now I'm over it. I'm like, all right, whatever. I was, but I was out of my mind. I'm like, I don't know when these are contaminated, when they am. I don't think, am I bringing the coronavirus in my house now because I touched a, an apple in yeah. the store? Yeah. Well, according to the experts, uh, it's very unlikely and extremely likely that you're at risk. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. I know. Every, Every day I'm throwing out my mask and I got to go back, get them back out of the garbage. I'm like, nope, I guess I got to keep wearing them. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty confusing, man. So are you you actively looking to, uh, you know, to, to wedge in and get some gigs going in Florida and some of these places that are opening up? Definitely. You know, anywhere okay. anywhere I can. But most of the comics were all talking. Robert Kelly just went down and did a theater in uh, Florida this past week. And oh. I was texting when he said it went great. And it was, you know, pretty crowded, whatever they I think they can let like fifty or seventy five percent in the capacity in Florida now. So, um, yeah, anywhere that will you know, as soon as it starts opening, I'm ready to go. Honestly, for, for yeah. you, for you to hear a live audience, I mean, this is something that you've heard for you know often through through years and years. It's how you've made your livelihood. To be bereft of that for a while has it's got to be a weird feeling, right? It's definitely going to be a weird feel because you you couldn't get that rush from the, the them beeping their horns. <laughs> it's at just, a joke. <laughs> it's just yeah. not the same. I, you, know, I, really threw, you know what really threw you off is when you did a joke and nobody beeped. Uh, then you really felt it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because they're probably it's yeah. not like you know a giggle, a laugh. It just kind of happens. It's a reflex to actually put your hand on the horn. Oh, I guess at some point you probably think, "Wow, I'm really working for this now." You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Do you know you know what happens? Yeah, though? I remember what. I remember one time I did a joke and one guy beat them. Like that's it, just one beat. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. but, well, so you you got to figure. So in a regular club, it's laugh clap, laugh clap. So laugh beep is what has to be trained. To, the audience has to be trained to do, and it's just not your inclination. But yeah. hopefully, we won't have to get good at it before things return to the clubs and the uh, the actual venues. Look, and, you know, if if it has to be bars or whatever, whatever kind of situation is in front of a live audience, you know, when I started, especially, I, you know, I was down in the Philly area a lot, and yeah. I'd be playing in these sports bars where 
they wouldn't turn the flyer game off because they were in the playoffs. Yeah. And they said, start the comedy show, and the TVs are above your head. Yeah. And I'm like, you got to set the TVs off. No, the, kid, the flyers are on. Just start the show. I can't. People go crazy. <laughs> it, it, it's it's sheer lunacy a lot of times. You know, you know. years ago I did some stand-up. But I, when you would have that situation where you were playing in a place where there was some sort of, you know, the, whatever, the, the local baseball team was in the in the running, and they had the, the TVs on, it's like, why? Why am I even here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is what is this about? And why are you wasting money on me when this is you know this is a, a get? But you know uh, they they would still do it. It's the dumbest thing, especially in the middle of a joke. Like you're setting up the joke and you get a big applause and you're like, wow, that's weird. And I'm the setup master. If that happens while we're in the pandemic, people might actually be switching their radio station on you while they're trying to listen to your comedy <laughs> show. Check the score. Oh, hey, uh, Jim, by the way, Jackie Bam Bam says hi, and he wanted me to ask you about Mark Weiss. I don't even know who that is, so I'm asking. Hey, what's up with Mark Weiss? Mark Weiss is a famous rock photographer. He uh he did all the the famous album covers in the 80s, like the Skid Row album, the Bon Jovi, Slippery One Wet, mm-hmm. Twisted Sister. And he's got a book out, uh, the Ozzy, Ozzy uh, uh, Diary of a Madman, I think he did. So he's got a, a picture book out of all his rock uh, art photography. Okay. This is a local dude from New Jersey. Do you collect stuff like that? Get Zach Wilde, the gig in, in Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, wow. Too. Okay. Do you do you collect stuff like that? Do you have like, uh, you love uh, like lithographs and things like that? Is that? Does it hold any fascination for you? Yeah, I mean, you know, famous album covers, absolutely. I love, you know, especially, you know, the Twisted Sisters, Stay Hungry is a famous one he did. Bon, jo- bon Jovi, Slippery When Wet, if you remember that album cover, it was just a plastic bag, and they just wrote Slippery When Wet on it because they had some other cover where a, a girl's cleavage, and the record company said that'd be too much. Mm. So they just put that one out. You don't want that imagery in rock. But... <laughs> yeah, I know. You don't want, yeah, I know. Yeah. God forbid, yeah, especially in 1985. Like, that was a bad thing. Right, yeah, exactly. All right, well, I'm, I'm going to look into that. I love that stuff. Wow. All right, well, listen, Jim, we just wanted to check in, see how you're doing, and uh, hopefully in the very near future we will see you in person sometime. All right, ma'am? Yeah, I would love to get back in. That'd be great. Excellent. All right, buddy. Well, hang in. We'll talk another time. Jim Florentine, yeah! guys. Take care, bud. Uh, I was wondering how... That comedy show drive-in theater thing, yeah, would work because Kreischer was doing it. Yeah. Uh, I've seen a couple other the- uh, people tweet out that they were going to give that a shot. And now, for a concert, I see that as a different experience. I could see okay, but because you you applaud at the end of a song, you right. make noise at the maybe in the middle of, a, of an exciting part of a song. But a comedian, the response is constant. It's yeah. every few seconds. Yep, the and tittering, so, the the the, 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 yeah. the build up, that sort of stuff. Unless you're unless you're one of those that, that does storytelling yeah, yeah. jokes. But but you know, for for a lot of these, uh, you know, it's it's every every few you know every minute, every few seconds or so, there's a reaction from the audience, and to to reach out and have to honk your horn is a, and and to hear that as the comedian on stage has got to be weird. To be honest, if you're using the transmission over a local radio signal why can't we talked about him earlier why couldn't bill cosby do a la johnny cash a comedy set oh for prison god i didn't even think right? about that could you imagine he's in his cell, in his cell. and he's just got a you know he's got a microphone thank you and- for coming <laughs> and here's here's you know waiting to just you guys, you could all come over to my yeah. house. I live close enough to. Uh, oh my god, yeah. STI Phoenix. I know someone lives right near the prison. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Razzle dizzle boo. <laughs>
<laughs> he's in there. He's got a microphone. I would have yes. to laugh at Razzle Dizzle. Oh, and he sits down anyway for a lot of his. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. If you ever saw Bill Cosby himself, he's, yeah. he's sitting down for most of that. So, oh. uh, By the way, Disney announced uh, yesterday, actually, yeah, yesterday that they do plan to open its Southern California theme parks in mid-July. So they're gonna they're gonna open those up. I've never. Do they have a Star Wars? They do have a Star Wars yeah. exhibit as well. They yes? do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Never been to the California. I've been Dis- twice. Disney property. That's the only one I've been. Okay. okay. I, I, and that was. Um, I remember when I was a kid. Uh, one of the greatest experiences of my life. The classic. Your parents have not told you you're going, <sighs> and we're driving along, and I look across. Um, what is it? Irvine? Is that where it is? Uh, uh, Anaheim. Yeah. Anaheim. And I look across. Um, the field and there's the Matterhorn and I'm, I'm putting two and two together and I'm like oh my god we're going there <laughs> yeah. yeah Disney World is more impressive it's just bigger there's yeah. a lot yeah. more to it and you know and you're in that part of the world where there's theme park after theme park but Disneyland is it's Disneyland it's iconic I remember driving up to whatever theme park we may have been going to as a kid it was you know Six Flags for me I would get so excited when you would first see like a roller coaster oh yeah uh, dude in the distance <laughs> still I hyperventilate would, I would I would st- I'd have to poop. Yeah, <laughs> like I like things started to move. Uh huh. I mean, you know, I'd get that excited. And when you it. hear just the ambient sound of as you're walking across the, <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was an altar boy, and yes. the the trip at the end of the year. So like right about now would be the time where it would be like the you know tomorrow would be yeah. like the last day of school. School was, you know, we had mass. School was over before noon, and then we went to Great Adventure or Dorney Park, and I just, oh, my God, that excitement, that excitement. And it almost doesn't seem real. It, it almost seems like, it, a, like a fantasy land. It's overwhelming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's overwhelming. And so I had, you know, again, it, it, it kicked in again in February when my wife and I and some family members went to uh, Universal. It's that same thing when you see the Universal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so freaking exciting! Every yeah. time I drive up the Northeast Extension, I'll look for Dorney. It doesn't matter if I'm getting off in Allentown yeah. or not. Like, and, and can just, you see it from? You the, can. Yeah. Well, if like Casey, like yep. like a kid, I'll crane my neck and I'll yeah. like wait for the particular angle where you're on the road to be able to see it. There's something magical about yeah. a theme park. I wonder you know, if you coasters. live in, if you live in proximity, if that's always a pleasant thing that you can always see. Like if you live in Hershey and you can always see sort of the in, in the man. I had a friend in, that in lived right down the street from Hershey. Literally, like yeah. you know, because when you're in that part of it's a beautiful town. Hershey. Yeah. Hershey yes. PA, and so he lived um, uh, across the street from where you know there's like a, a few um, water attractions yes. in Hershey. Uh-huh. Yeah. So on that end of the park, it, there's a street right outside the park, and then there's a neighborhood on the other side. That's, right. where, he, that's where he lived. Wow! And um, it was most of the time cool. Yeah, but there were summer weekends where there were 12 billion people in his town, and they <laughs> kind of got annoyed. A little overwhelming. Yeah. On a smaller level, I mean, I grew up right down the street from Sesame Place, and driving by there was right by the mall. So anytime we went to the mall, where we would turn, you would similar Nick, you'd see the the water rides, and you'd hear the kids yelling. Now I didn't live right next door where I would hear them, you know, every single day. But anytime you drove by, even if we weren't going, like it was it was cool to hear the kids having a good time and the water splashing and all that. On an even smaller level. So, you know, Memorial Day weekend is when uh, they have this big uh, carnival in Harleysville. The JCs put it on. It's a great event, fireworks, whole yeah. thing. And they have great rides. And we, we go to it every year. There are neighborhoods that are right up against the, the public land or that this takes place on. Right. And Rochelle was like, I wonder if they love it or if they hate it. Yeah. Because it's like three days long. Yeah. Crowds like, you know, because it's, it's in our town. Everybody in the town sure. goes there. But those people get to have, hey, 
Come over to our house, mm-hmm. and and we'll go over there, and then you can come right back over the house, and we'll hang out and wait till all the traffic dies down. And like, right. But getting in and out of your house for those few days is going to be a problem. Royal pain. Well, I, listen, I'm, I'm sure there's, you know, some of the people that love it and some that hate it. Um, I had uh, I, I hate it. I have friends I that, hate this. that used to live in uh, Delaware Water Gap. <laughs> Nick, there was always a music festival that would uh, go on there. It was, I don't know if it was a blues, fe- it might be, hmm. it might have been a blues festival. It was like an entire weekend of live music. And this guy, he basically, he opened his door to anybody and everybody that wanted to, like, stop by. Was it yeah. Shadfest? What's that? Shadfest? Mm. Pudfest? I, I think it was Pudfest. Right? It was Pudfest. Pudfest. Yes. Shad is a fish. Dude. <laughs> All right. We need to have Pudfest. Pudfest. <laughs> we need to have Pudfest. Yeah. I'm sorry, Nick. Uh, shad is a fish yes. that you can catch in the Delaware. And they would have, when there would be Shad... I don't know season, whatever you call it, and and you like yeah, like season, like a Come trout shad season. your yeah, pants. A, they, they have a, a they, they used to have a thing in New Hope. I know that was a shad festival. Yeah, or something so like that. is it a music to... festival? Though? Yeah, named after a fish. Yes. Okay, maybe that was it. But like basically, he opened his door for uh, it, it was strangers. You know, strangers would, was you he, know, so you could you hear you could hear everything from his house. Yeah, yeah, and so it was just a party that happened in the entire town, and I guess maybe he lived like close to the you yeah. know the the main street, and so press that's a guy that embraced it. You okay. know what I mean? Yep. yep. He was what, also younger there's too. There's a guy next to us. I hate this. <laughs> what Seriously. Did he, what did he think about Pudfest? <laughs> I'm listen. I'm going to have to call him and ask him about Pudfest. <laughs> Pud I don't, don't want to speak for him on that. We got to Pudfest. Got to do Pudfest. <laughs> Does it stand for something like uh, people under duress or? <laughs> yeah, well, it's got to be something happier. Uh, All right, let's just uh, people Pop. up for I don't know diversity. We'll, we'll figure something. People up out. for diversity. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, hang on, we got, uh, listener Ra is yes. on the line. Hey, Ra. Oh, squeezy dibs. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> you remember squeezy dibs, the guy that ate all the nuggets? Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I do. What's up, Ra? Do you remember, or did you ever hear about Disney wanting to buy, um, Columbus Boulevard, yeah, uh, Philly, and and what that? Do you, can you imagine what that would look like? They were going to do a big indoor, indoor, and it would have been awesome. Yeah, and they were, and it got further than I thought it had, and they said it almost happened. I forgot why it fell apart, but if that something like that were in the city, yeah, as far as traffic and everything Man, else, I would have loved to just be driving down Spring Garden <laughs> and just see like something like castles or whatever, like some kind of theme park thing that you're approaching because. What uh, I think Casey was talking about, uh, Dorney Park, I hadn't been until two years ago. I had been living in Philly since 03. I hadn't been to Dorney Park since two years ago, right? So two yeah. years ago. Yeah. And I'm driving. I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to be looking for this place. And you see the rides just, like, street level. Then you see these rides just coming up out on the horizon. Yeah. And I'm like, a grown man, right? I'm just, <laughs> it's just me and a friend. And I'm like... <laughs> yeah. And then another thing, I hadn't been on rides in 15 years. So I'm like, okay, how is my body going to react? And I made sure I didn't eat after 8.30 because, you know, the park <laughs> opens at 11. I didn't want anything coming up. If I was going to throw up, it was just going to be air. Like, oh, you know. Yeah. Ra, I got to tell you, man. And so, you know, I'm an old bastard, and I went uh, to, uh, to Universal, and they've got some screaming rides there that are awesome. And if you were... If you enjoyed them before and you held up pretty well, you should be good because, uh, you know, I, I think people have always it, – it's rare. I haven't known many people who have found out that they can't go on rides. Oh, I've gotten worse. Have you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks for the call. Make sure that all the food's out, man. You can't, 
Right. Yeah. Don't have a full turkey dinner. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Raw. All right. Uh, See you, I had, I'm sorry to interrupt, but yeah, I had found out that now I never have been that great on uh, rides that spin like uh, like the teacup, right? That yeah. spin in that direction where you're sitting you're sitting upright and you spin around uh, in a circle. Now that makes me dizzy, but I could always handle loops and things like that. Yeah, but w- within the past few years, the last couple times that I went on a really loopy ride. I, I walked off going, all right, I don't feel right. Specifically, the Batman ride, which is an, uh, an inverted coaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Underneath. I used to love that ride I when love I was a kid. Yeah. Last time I went on it, it made me a little funky. I'm the same way, Preston. I, the spinning rides things. I can't do. Sticks! And, yeah. and then even the big rides like that, I have two rides in me. And then if I if I do a third one, it's going to ruin the rest of my day. Okay. Uh, real quick, Preston, I think uh, read the third text down. Uh, Pud Fest. People united for diversity. There you <laughs> it go. It could there be you know. a music festival. Pud fest. For, with all music genres. All different styles. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Or there's also praising ultimate doodle peen. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's perfect. Okay. Yeah. I like I like people united for diversity. That's it, good. It's just vague enough that people go, oh, well, yeah, yeah. It's people. <laughs> and I guess diversity is a thing, right? That's good, right? Yeah. So it's a... Uh... <laughs> rock. Man, he's usually a little more accepting. <laughs> Pudfest. Pudfest. All right, we'll see if we can make that happen down the road. But anyhow, so the, the California uh, theme parks are opening up. And I, I'd mentioned the Florida ones the other day. They've, yes. uh, they've opened with restrictions, obviously. Right. Um, well, D- we Disney know, hasn't know that, yet. What about that amusement facility in Jersey, the large cafe we talked about? it. The in, the, in, the uh, uh, indoor uh, the one that has, like, skiing right, and right, everything? Yes, yeah. Is that... Do we know what the... St- no, I, I it can't be. that's not open. Cause Jersey's be, right? Open. Yeah, North yeah, Jersey's yeah. in so much of a lockdown. And didn't Clementon Park shut down? Did it? I want to say that it did. Let's just say that it did. Yeah. No. Uh, I. I <laughs> yeah. No, I think that was last year we were talking about that. That some, And I've never been there. But um, that uh, they just kind of. The park is currently standing but not operating. Okay. Yeah. That, so it's just there. Yeah. That they just kind of. It, it kind of. They did the ghost. It kind of faded. Yeah. Or something. Those, are, those are weird. Like there, there was a, uh, I forget what the website had, uh, which website it was, Preston, but it had, um, it was a, a photo essay of empty amusement parks, abandoned amusement parks. And there's every one of them is so eerie. Yeah. Yeah. What's the one in Lancaster that I've just gone like, Dutch, Dutch, Wonderland. Dutch, Wonderland. Dutch Wonderland. It's actually pretty good. Is it? It is. Because I've always gone, Well, for eh. kids. Yeah, it's kitschy. Okay. It's, it's uh, like three and four year olds. I yeah. mean, it's, the, the roller coasters are not for adults. Okay. It's right on Route 30, and you can do it in it's, a half a day. But if you've got young kids, it's great. It's like Storybook Land. It is. Exactly. It's, it's, Jersey it's, is for little kids. Yeah. It's right across from the outlets. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because I did. I would ride on. They have uh, Bubbles the roller coaster. <laughs> uh, is that at, too much? At Storybook Land. No. Because you, I can barely fit in it. Like, my <laughs> knees are hitting the front cart in front of me. Like, oh, I'm having so much fun on this ride. Oh, this is just an extreme pain. This is great. This is, this is great, isn't it, honey? It's so much fun. Uh, so, yeah, California Disney is opening on July 17th. Hmm. Uh, they're opening uh, Disneyland and Disney California Adventure. I don't know what Disney California Adventure is. Is that, is that the Star Wars uh, attraction? I don't know. I don't know. And a nearby Disney-themed shopping area a week early on July 9th. Advance reservations are required for the parks. Capacity is limited. Events uh, that draw crowds like parades and nighttime fireworks shows are uh, won't be back at first. And Disney characters will be in the parks, but <clears throat> they won't meet with visitors. 
So I guess maybe they come out and, you know, you can see them waving or something. Like Hello! That. I'm not really sure. Orlando's opening on July 11th, um, and for Mag- that's Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom, and then July 15th is Epcot and Hollywood Studios. By the way, I saw, I think it was last week, they reopened at Great Adventure the Safari. Yeah, I saw uh, that. So that's, you can do that. You can definitely I mean, go check that out because you stay in your car for that. But that's pretty cool. Are all the, the animals still there? something to do to get out. Yeah, no, the animals. There's no animals. <laughs> the animals are, yes, there's no animals. You just drive the grounds. I wonder if my friend Ooh. still runs that. <laughs> uh, you have a friend that runs that? Yeah, a guy I went to high school with and I swam with. Uh, yeah, he's he was. a big nose? Yeah, no, not <laughs> a big nose. No, I remember, uh, I remember being down there and he brought like some animals to see us. We were in some yeah. auditorium or something. And huh? we also got to go and like uh, like pet the dolphin. And okay. You were yeah, you a dolphin out that. You, on that drive through no, no, but his so his that wife, is really cruel. His <laughs> wife ran the aquatics show there. <laughs> they dragged Didn't the dolphin out. They put it on a rock on a boulder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they might have. I, I don't know. But when we went, they didn't. They had the diving show there, which is really cool. Oh, they I also used that. to have like a water skiing show. Yeah. Um, but I remember what happened. The boat got out of control and flew up into the stands. Oh, I didn't. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I remember video footage of that. Like yeah. uh, the, the steering uh, uh, link, linkage broke down or something on the, uh, on the boat and went up Yikes. into the stands. If I recall correctly... Or that may have been another city in a different park, and I'm just saying that it's this one. <laughs> or it never happened at all. Remember, these are my memories. Preston's <laughs> yes. memories. These are my memories. <laughs> Preston's memories. Should be like a piccolo. That's you know? got to be a segment. These are my memories. We have a flute. We have a flute sound effect or something uh, like that. Like, a, like I, have, uh, <laughs> I have the pan flute. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Right. But that's... I don't know. Uh, That's a little more zen. Uh, Could we compare your memories to actual facts? Yeah, right? Yes. You know, like, (laughs) this is how Preston remembers it. These are my memories. (laughs) That's not bad. Yeah. (laughs) None of them accurate. (laughs) My memory's just horrible. It's terrible. Wow, my memories drag on for a while. <laughs> I was in Antio. Right. Okay. All right. You know what we should? We should fact check some of my memories because a lot of memories that I have when it comes to this radio show in particular, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that. That was at Y100. And Kathy would be like, no, that was here. It was, it was blah, blah, blah. And she'll back it up with some kind of fact. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Like, I, I thought intern Antonina from Sweden was at Y100. No, she was here. No, that MMR. was definitely here. Yeah. See, I don't remember these things. You also really can't rely on me and my if I'm correcting you on oh, a memory. Oh, okay. <laughs> this should give you the listener confidence that everything you hear on this show is fact-checked and correct. I am trying to figure out what day I met my wife, and I know that the information is it's out the there. The old Newsboys Day. The old Newsboys yeah. Day in the year 2000. So we're coming up on 20 in years the year ago. 2000. <laughs> <laughs> These are Casey's memories. And I did a Google search quick last night. I was uh, waiting uh, for my food, and... I, I I couldn't figure it out. I, I couldn't find it anywhere. It's Where's got my food the... going to get here. Well, yeah. I mean, where's my feud? <laughs> my feud. Oh, um, my so feud. you're trying to remember, figure out what date was Old Newsboys Day? The internet has to have that information. It's, of course, yes. You would, you would think so, right? Right. Old Newsboys Day in the year 2000. Did it? Would Old Newsboys Day happen on the same day every year, or did they designate a day each year for Old Newsboys Day? Yeah. Here comes Marissa. <laughs> 
and it looks like she might have the answer for you. No, it was in June. No, this was um they did they did a couple of old newsboys days a year, I believe they did. Yeah, uh, uh, and, the, and the one I met her it was the the spring summer one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were there. Uh, we were all there. Oh, my gosh. Hang on a second. Here, here's a text, by the way, while you're looking at it. It says, Preston's memories. Totally wrong, but just vague enough to make you wonder. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> enough information to be dangerous. Um, One quick call, and we got to take a break. I'm going to go to uh, Nick, who wanted to comment on Clementon Park. Hey, Nick, what's up, man? Hey, good morning. You guys rock. Ha-ha! Thank you, brother. What's up? So I was talking with a coworker. Uh, we work in Voorhees, and she used to work there years ago. Um, she still is uh, in the area, and she had told me that Clemson Park might be under new management, that someone had recently purchased it. Um, I don't know. I don't know the 100% fact or truth, um, but uh, it could be changing. It okay. could be revamping. I'm not 100% sure, but that's some of the information that I know. All, All right. right. Cool. Appreciate it, Nick. We'll keep an eye out for that. So uh, who knows? Yep, case. What we're gonna say? I, I, all right, so I can um, I can't pinpoint it exactly, but I know it was right before me, myself, and Irene came out in the movie theater because okay. she told you how much she liked uh, Little People, Tony and uh, Tony Cox was coming in studio, so I invited her to uh, come into studio. Oh, okay. Um, hmm. These right. have been Casey's memories. We're starting to narrow it down, Case. Right, we're getting there. We're, get, we're getting closer. All right. We got to take a break, though, because I do have some uh, bizarre file stories to get to. So we'll do that very thing right now. Come back with that and uh, get set. Don't forget, Woodstown High School. Okay, the, everything just froze. I can't turn the music down. Oh, now, and it just turned off. I just turned that off. Uh, this music bed isn't playing. I can hear it. Oh, okay. So the board's dead right now. Okay. Uh, I've never seen this happen. Let me see before. if we're even on. Are we even on air? There it is. Hey, hey. And we're back. All right. We might not be on the air. We'll take a break and find out in a moment. Stay <laughs> with us. Okay. In these difficult times, MMR reminds you social distancing doesn't mean you can't still be social. Good morning, my neighbors. Connect with us on your favorite social media platform today. After all, since we're going to be here a while, let's make the best of it together, but safely, because we don't know where your timeline has been. Oh, my God. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. What's your story? So, I don't know. Do you guys occasionally hear Jace whisper? I don't. No. I never have heard that. Okay, no. I'll hear the cats. He's pretty quiet. I can barely understand him because he, he he's actually really good. He uh, does not come in here unless he absolutely needs to. So uh, he came in a couple, I think it was a couple of days ago and uh, had asked me, you know, some question, a question. And I just said, okay, whatever. And on his way out, he stopped, farted, <laughs> turned around, looked at me and like pointed and laughed and, and walked out. And I was like, and when I went to break, I go, you can't come in there and just fart and then leave. He goes, oh, you probably fart on the air all the time. <laughs> wow. Like, what? Wow. Actually, no. <laughs> I love that he came in just to fart for you. Yeah. Came in, that's farted, great. and left. Yeah. I was like, is this happening right now? That's like, watch this. You know, yeah. that's yes. essentially what he's doing. 100%. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, just gave me a little, you know. I love it. I like that. Let, you know, let you know he's there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just let you know I'm here. All right, we're going to do the beef out right now. Now. Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Hers brings us this. It's the official chip of taking your summer to the next level. When it comes to snacking this summer, keep it Philly Philly and make it hers. Hers forever good. 
A 60-year-old Italian woman made 90 stuffed olives in under an hour during a brain operation to remove a tumor. Oh, my God. The tumor was located in the patient's left temporal lobe, the area of the brain dedicated to the control of language and complex movements of the right side of the body. So what they do, come down to the Olive Garden and do it there? They did it there, yes. Uh, well, that's where your family so. Uh, the woman remained conscious and prepared the traditional snack uh, called Olive Ascolone. Which allows us to monitor the patient while intervening the brain in brain functions, uh, and allows us to calibrate our actions. Explained Doctor Roberto Chiganani. Here's what we do: we uh, give the chick a whole bunch of olives and say, "You gotta stuff these, or what are we cracking your skull open?" Uh, he is the head of neurosurgery department in the Azionda Aspodale Reuniti. Absolutely. In Ancona. And by the way, these olives were so delicious. Uh, Trigonani said uh, that it went very well at the end of the complex operation, uh, which lasted two and a half hours, required 11 different medical staff, including surgeons, a psychologist, and several nurses. But with this particular procedure, a lot of times they'll have the people say, for example, if the person plays the the piano or a violin, they'll have them do that while they do this surgery. That is correct. In the last five years, uh, Trigonani has performed around 60 operations with patients awake and engaging in other activities. Oh, this is the first time stuffed olives have wow. been involved. This story has a happy ending, and it's uh, it could have been tragic. A teen with autism lost for two days in Australian bushland. Oh, my God. Was reunited with his family on Wednesday after a hundred-strong volunteer search uh, team uh, involved uh, using Vegemite and Thomas the Tank Engine theme tune as lures. Will Callaghan, a teen with nonverbal autism, became uh, separated from his family on the summit of Mount Disappointment near Melbourne on Monday, but was found by a volunteer after two nights of uh, while he was exposed to freezing temperatures. Um, According to his mother, Penny, she said, "I'm I'm overwhelmed. Uh, He's as well as can be expected. He was he's 14 years old, and they discovered him in the bush. Uh, Thank you, everyone. I'm so grateful. Residents living nearby, listen to this. Join in the manhunt. They have been asked to barbecue bacon and onions and to leave out his favorite foods in hope that his favorite smells would draw the boy out of the bush. Did that, in fact, work? N- uh, not specifically, right. but police inspector Christine Laylor had called for Vegemite and feta to be left out as officers set up three loudspeakers in the area to play songs from Thomas the Tank Engine. Uh, volunteer Ben Gibbs said that uh, he had been uh, breaking through thick bushland when the boy appeared just meters away, he said he was really angelic, just standing there. He said, I heard he liked Thomas the Tank Engine, so I talked to him about Diesel, one of the characters, right. and stuff like that. Uh, Will Callaghan's discovery had garnered wide public attention and was met with relief. Temperatures had dropped below 32 degrees uh, in the uh, area on Monday. That's Fahrenheit. Uh, sparking fears for his safety and what police described as life-threatening conditions. It's still heartbreaking to think of, of a kid being lost like that for a couple of days, but it had a good ending, so I was happy to present that. Uh, well, if uh, Roy Pearson wanted to keep his pants, he should have taken a belt and suspenders approach. To that end, the D.C. Court of Appeals has 90 days' worth of suspensions for him. Pearson, and you may re- I may have touched on this before, a former administrative law judge sued his dry cleaners for losing a pair of his pants that he claimed were worth over $1,000. But over time, his demands blo- ballooned, peaking 
at a $67 million claim <laughs> oh. before retreating to a, mere, a more restrained $54 million claim. After failing to prevail on his claims and consistently losing disciplinary proceedings against him, the Court of Appeals has weighed and it outlined uh, and outlined some issues with Pearson's damaged figures. Uh, he had asked the trial court to award him $67,292,000 because of his dissatisfaction with the defendant's dry cleaning services. Uh-huh. And that's worth $67 million. <laughs> but the constituent parts of that 67 total are equally troubling. Pearson asked for $90,000 to rent a car. Okay. A, uh, that's about right. A fallacy, a facially disproportionate question in response to the uh, request in response to the alleged need to patronize another dry cleaner. He claimed that his emotional distress uh, over a few common and innocuous signs and a lost pair of, of pants was so severe that he was entitled to $3 million in damages. Perhaps most remarkably was his request for a judgment uh, obligating the Chungs, who's the family he's suing, to provide him with ongoing services and pay him $10,000 immediately based on nothing more than his own request. So he just wanted $10,000. Well, let's see. I think in in a court of law, just wanting something entitles you to get it, correct? Now, 15 years (laughs) after Pearson lost his pants and 11 years after the underlying case concluded, the ordeal is finally over with the Court of Appeals affirming uh, the board's uh, decision suspending his license for 90 days based on uh, findings of misconduct in both motion and discovery practice and seriously interfered with the administration of justice. What a colossal waste of time and money. Yes, and, and honestly, that the fact that he's allowed to, that doesn't seem that much for this ongoing absurdity. I know, I know. It's unbelievable. All right, and there you go. That's all I have time for in the Bizarre File. We're going to take another break. Come back in a moment. We'll see if you have been listening all morning, paying attention. And we'll ask a lesson question. We'll also get trash and some music news. We'll be right back. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. If you're looking to celebrate someone, simply say I love you or honor mom. Steven Singer has safe and free shipping in time for Mother's Day. IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, right now, though, we are going to give away something else. We have um, a $50 Carabas Italian Grill dining card, and it's the lesson question. And uh, let me see here. We're going to go with, the, I love this. What was the name of Morgan Freeman's character in Seven? And it's not really the answer we're looking for. So if you go search for it on IMDb or whatever, that's going to be the wrong answer. It was something you had to have heard here on the show. <laughs> what was the name of Morgan Freeman's character in 7215263WMMR? Let's see if you know the answer. And we're going to do the trash fire calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And it's brought to you by Horizon Services. Their best ever cooling and heating deal delivers 0% interest, zero payments for 12 months and more. So visit horizonservices.com. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, Anna Kendrick revealing that filming the hugely popular Twilight series was horrible, often leaving her feeling like a hostage. 
However, Kendrick says that when it was all said and done, she knew she had been part of something she could really regret. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. This is pretty cool. 57-year-old Paula Abdul matches the exact moves of her 26-year-old self in the video for Forever Your Girl for a new Voltaren Arthritis Pain Relief commercial. Abdul reportedly wows yet again when she dances with MC Scatcat for Ducalax Stool Softener. <laughs> you got to see that video. It's pretty cool. I do want to see that. Yeah. Sorry, so take this with a grain of salt. But the National Enquirer reporting that Marjorie Harvey is leaving husband Steve Harvey over his alleged cheating. Friends say Marjorie always thought she could not live without Steve until one day when she accidentally sat down on a push broom. Oh, All right, let's see if somebody knows the answer to this. And the question is, what was the name of Morgan Freeman's character in 7215263WMMR? I will go to John. Hey, John. How's it going? Good. All right. What was the name of Morgan Freeman's character in the movie Seven? Uh, it's my favorite peanut butter, Skippy. Skippy. <laughs> Hang on, John. We're going to give you a $50 Caravas Italian Grill dining card. Caravas Italian Grill is open and serving the community uh, with your favorite made from scratch, scratch Italian dishes, though, uh, through Carside Carry Carryout. Delivery, catering, or online today at Carabas.com. Why are we getting uh I just wanted Kokomo? to wish uh, next girlfriend, Andrea, a happy belated birthday. Oh, she <laughs> wanted this for her birthday. <laughs> yes. That's right. Yeah, just to piss me off. And I got admonished the other day by her for hating this song. She's really? Like, yeah. She's okay. like, you're wrong. This is a great song. Okay. So, it's very rare that your opinion can be wrong. Yeah. But, yes. it's, but your opinion's wrong. In that, that uh, house at that particular moment, uh, I was wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! All right, so Music News brought to you by your local Deeds and Watson Real Philly Delis. They are open for takeout. And you can taste four generations of family recipes made with love and show your support for local business. RealPhillyDeli.com. Deets and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Metallica is going to be kicking off a new online series called Offstage with DWP that will feature never-before-seen festival performances. Also, interviews, exclusive acoustic performances, and more, all from concert organizer Danny Wimmer Presents. Uh, the that show would be the DWP, I guess. Correct. The show will launch Friday at 7 p.m. with Metallica's full-length headlining set from the 2017 Rock on the Range event in Columbus, Ohio. According to a press release, future content from offstage with DWP will include live footage from Foo Fighters' headlining set at Sonic Temple in 2019, interviews of Papa Roach, Shine Down, and The Pretty Reckless, brand-new acoustic performances from Rise Against and Hailstorm, plus more. Uh, This is pretty funny. Rage Against the Machine guitarist Tom Morello, with the help of some fans, has roasted a former listener who who claimed he, quote, used to be a fan until your political opinions came out. A A strange hill to die on, considering that Rage Against the Machine has been sharing its leftist political message since they began in 1992. one. And almost every single song. The person wrote in a now-deleted tweet, I used to be a fan until your political opinions came out. Music is my sanctuary, and the last thing I want to hear is political BS when I'm listening to music. How you could listen to Rage all these years 
and not get even a whiff of politics. This person goes on to say, as far as I'm concerned, you and Pink are completely done. <laughs> okay. You know, they're so similar. <laughs> the two artists are Pink and... Uh-huh. Um, wow, there was a really good one. I, I read from you. I read from uh, Paul Stanley yesterday to you, Preston. Oh, God, that was hilarious. Chastising Paul Stanley for being trying to be upbeat and inspirational. You lose, lose the routine. I forget the exact wording. Nick, can you see if, if you yeah. can find that? Yeah, uh, let's read it verbatim, yeah, verbatim without the curse word yeah. in it. But, but anyhow, uh, he, he he continues by saying, "Keep running your mouth and ruining your fan base." And then Morello responded by saying, "Scott." What music of mine were you a fan that didn't contain political BS? I need to know so that I can delete it from the catalog. (laughs) Other Rage fans also came to the band's defense with one writing, What machine do you think that they were raging against? The busted-up toaster? A faulty dryer? Did the printer run out of toner? Uh, Morello also posted another exchange from a while back in which he responded to someone saying that uh, he had instantly become a political expert. And Morello had retorted by letting him know that he was an honors graduate in political science from Harvard University. (laughs) So he's been an expert for a pretty long time. Uh, Did you find it? Yeah. So somebody had written to Paul Stanley or tweeted, uh, this self-appointed full-time motivational speaker role you've you've taken upon yourself is getting real pretentious. (laughs) Just keep it real. You know, the reason why we all used to love and relate to you. And then Paul Stanley writes... (laughs) Going to keep it real so you can rate, relate to me. Ready? F off. <laughs> so good. Paul wins. Paul wins. All right. If you guys want another uh, sign of the apocalypse, 2021 uh, could be the year of a Creed reunion. Really? Yes. Uh, with this year all but written off. We terms... might just need Creed at this time. You know what? We might. Yeah. Uh, big tours and major reu- major uh, reunion events are pretty much over. Uh, this week, the band updated his Facebook profile photo with an old group shot igniting rumors of their return. Well, I'll tell you what. I, for one, I'm going to welcome them with arms wide open. I'm sure you will. <laughs> it was noted that uh, previous profile images did not feature any of the band's members. Did you see that they're booked for the O2 Arena for three months straight? No. <laughs> no. Uh, wow. Just the band logo against uh, various backgrounds. Creed initially split in 2004 and reunited in 2009 for its fourth album uh, titled Full Circle and a world tour. Uh, ticket sales for the Trek were not as impressive as they were predicted to be, and the band went inactive again in 2012. Uh, Scott Stapp has done stuff with Art of Anarchy, uh, Miles Kennedy plays with, uh, uh, I'm sorry, with um, Lizzo. It says, meanwhile, the rest Mark of Creed. Oh, oh, the rest of Creed's lineup. Okay. okay. I'm like, you don't have Tremonti's name in here. Uh, with Miles Kennedy and Alderbridge and so on. But uh, they're, you know, they might be getting together next year. We'll have to see. And then one last thing. Jack White's Third Man Records is releasing a newly discovered recording of the Stooges' infamous August 8th, 1970 gig at Michigan's Goose Lake Festival. This was the final performance by the act's original lineup and featured a full album performance of their classic 1970 album, uh, uh, Funhouse. Now, I wasn't familiar with this story, uh, but the arrival of Live at Goose Lake August 8th, 1970 will mark uh, the concert's 50th anniversary. Third Man stated about the August 7th release, not only is this the last ever performance of the original uh, Stooge lineup, but it is the only known soundboard recording of said lineup. So uh, Curly's on this album. It's not Shemp. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was uh, Shemp came later. Yeah. Uh, the Rockets gig featured the 
the lineup of, <laughs> of Iggy Pop guitarist Ron Ashton, drummer Scott Ashton, and uh, for the final time, bassist Dave Alexander. According to legend, Alexander was deemed too drunk to play and allegedly stood on stage without touching his instrument. Um, and Pop dismissed Alexander from the Stooges after the show. Uh, but the soundboard recording, which Third Man says was found buried in the basement of a Michigan farmhouse, rewrites the myth of Alexander's Alexander's exit, uh, proving that the bassist did perform during the show and manages to hold his own throughout. Uh, the restored and remastered live at Goose Lake, August 8th, 1970, is available to pre-order now on CD and vinyl via Third Man Records. And there will also be two limited edition colored vinyl variants. So I guess they're not going to release it digitally. I guess you have to get it on uh, CD or vinyl. And uh, there you go. That's what I got music news for you this morning. All right, we're going to take a quick break, come back, and before we do that, how about some beverage? I have a case of Sly Fox Hellas Golden Lager, and we'll take caller 18 at 215-263-WMMR. It's crowd-pleasing local favorite and goes well with just about anything, a refined malt sweetness Combined with gentle, noble hops, Sly Fox Hellas is perfectly balanced and easy drinking. Outdoor dining, by the way, now available at all Sly Fox locations. You can also order your favorite bites and brews for pickup at slyfoxbeer.com. We'll be back in just a sec. What's new? Glad you asked. Weezer. Bad Wolves. But I'm getting sober. New music, more of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Friday counts as the weekend for you, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. I was, oh, yes. I've always considered that a weekend yep, yep. day. Because we, um, so... And we talked about that. Sunday kind of doesn't count. Sunday for me, here's my Sunday trajectory. You wake up, um, and that's that's nice. Uh, that's good. I like to wake up because if I haven't, that means I'm dead. Yeah. But yeah. I get up, and, the, the, and I do a little extra prep. I do most of my show prep for the week. I do it on Saturday, uh, and some even some on Friday. But... It goes through the day, and I start to get a little depressed. I may watch a movie or something or do something in the afternoon, and then it picks back up again because you know what I'm heading into, Preston. Mm. Love Boat oh, into yeah. America's Funniest Home Video. That's We've right. got laughs from coast to coast. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> hey, everyone, we're going to the dog park. What's the next line? Uh, we've got laughs from coast to coast. Then never something. Dun, 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 you dun. might be a star tonight. So let, let those that camera roll. It's the red, white, and blue. <laughs> the funny thing to do. America, America, this is you. I feel better now. Yes, I, I do. I feel oh, better my, now. Do you see oh. why it's so cathartic for me to watch that show? I Even do. though they don't use the actual lyrics anymore. Oh, they don't. They just do they the just, uh, yeah, just, just the, the, the horns and, and all that stuff, <laughs> and, and they, they discharge firearms. <laughs> all right, I want to thank uh, Jim Florentine hey! for being on the show this morning. Just a comedian brother that we uh, felt like spending some time with. He's one of us. He's we get the guy. feeling that he's actually being looked after by his nine-year-old son. I think so. <laughs> yeah. he, he was. He's clearly more uh, <laughs> responsible than he is. So, uh, but it was nice to talk to Jim for a little bit. Uh, it's always nice to talk to Pierre Robert, and yeah, he hey. is here in the like studio. Good day. good day, Sal. Good day. Good day. How have things been with you so far today? I would say peachy. Yay. Yeah. I like that. Peachy. Excellent. All right. Uh, well, I guess we can dive right into it and get a letter from you. 
Into the pool we go. Here Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. <laughs> now, the Daily Letter. The new one. The Preston and <laughs> Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. H as in Henry. All right. And we have one more uh, letter to get. And we're going to give away a $250 Meineke gift card from the location in the Mayfair section, Northeast Philadelphia. And they're offering 25% off to any customer who's had their catalytic converter stolen or cut off their vehicle. Pierre was asking me about that the other day. About the the catalytic converter thing? Yeah. It is It is a thing. It's a legit. They, they, I think, I want to say there's platinum in the catalytic converter, and right. people have found this out, and they're stealing them from cars and selling the, the metal. It's a precious metal. I think it's platinum. No, right? it's unobtainium, I think. Yeah, it's <laughs> only found yeah. on Pandora in here, so you understand why right. it's difficult to get. I, well, Kathy would be wanting to join this part of the conversation. <laughs> it only it's only in those flying rocks, right? That's it. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. So well, no, um, there, there's a uh, there's a giant tree, and there's oh, a it's huge deposit yes. under there. Cash but you'd have under, to place yeah. displace an entire civilization. Oh, wow. Wow. is this the Black Phantom movie now? No, this is uh, <laughs> 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 or, <laughs> you think it's Black Panther? Panther. Panther. No, 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 that's, that's vibranium. That's no. vibranium. And there's Avatar. That's made up. That's not real. Yeah, I'm talking Avatar real. Yeah, this this is on Pandora. It's on a whole other. Planet. No, okay. I just got to get my planet straight. <laughs> so, anyhow, the, uh, also, Meineke in Northeast Philly helped out a local favorite, Nick's Roast Beef, during the pandemic, and they want to make sure the same offer, uh, they, they want to extend the same offer to all of Philadelphians. Meineke in Mayfair wants you to know that they are here for you during this rough time and will help in any way they can. What was that's, that about Nick's Roast Beef? That's what I want to find out. I, I want to find I mean, What's the story you, behind you, the Nick's Roast you Beef You brush over that. It's like, oh, yeah, man landed on the moon. And I'm like, yeah. well, there's got to be more to that. You just That's just hanging out there now. And I don't know how they help them out and how they want to extend that same help to you. But they helped out I mean, Nick's Roast Beef. Uh, it's clear that what they did was generous. Yes. And I think it needs well, we, to be celebrated just, more. And we just don't know what it is. And that's okay. what I want to find it's, out. It's kind of odd that a Meineke commercial makes me want Nick's Roast Beef. To eat yeah. like I do. Now I want that well, sandwich. Wouldn't it be better to eat it in the security that your catalytic converter's intact. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, yes, it would. The Meineke is I'm located really at sixty-one forty Frankfurt Avenue. By the way, I'm sorry. What were you saying, Pierre? I'm just really confused. <laughs> okay, where are they located? Uh, sixty-one forty Frankfurt Avenue. In the Mayfair section of Northeast Philly. I'm getting there right after the show. Get over get there, this, man. Uh, get this together. Get your converter taken care of right. and get a nice hot pipe and Honestly, hot mixed roast beef. We, uh, <laughs> we apologize, Pierre. We've been talking about you, and, and we felt that for the longest time you've been reckless with your catalytic converter. Well, I had been, um, but those days are over. <laughs> you're now all electric. I saw the light. Yeah, yeah, oh. you, yeah. Somebody had texted in and said that it's not uh, platinum, it's marron glace. Oh, <laughs> that is okay. in the wow. uh, catalytic converters. Uh, so <laughs> That's uh, only available in really fancy sections of yep, the mall. Exactly. Isn't that wine? Uh, no, no, it's a... Uh, it's a it's a pompous color. It's a color. It's it brown. Yeah. Kathy asked about it one time at uh, Aramez, and they said it's marron glace. Wow. But anyway, uh, what's happening on the well, program, man? Bro. We'll- <laughs> On the show, bro, uh, today we've got, uh, uh, we're going <laughs> to, it just says Dio. Um, so I, I don't know, I, obviously that's Ronnie James Dio, but I don't know if it might have some of his Black Sabbath material or some of his Ronnie James Dio solo material. I suspect we'll do both. Um, but, Rainbow? Uh, yeah, Rainbow, yeah. like a rainbow in the dark. Really? Yes, yeah. yes. That's a good yeah. song, actually. Was he, like did he song. sing? Was he with the band Rainbow at all? No. At any point? Well, then I apologize. I, well, maybe. I don't know if he was or not. 
Anyway, um, Disturbed also will be a workforce block and the record company. So we'll have some fun today. Um, Rainbow. It was Richie Blackmore. Hang on, I'm looking up. Uh, Jack, you would know this. Oh, he'd know in the harp. Yeah. Um, Yeah, 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 Man on the Silver Mountain, Rainbow. He's saying they they did that song. He was in Rainbow. Yeah. Okay. Man on the Silver Mountain. Yeah, yeah. That and the Love Boat. We'll do it all. All right. Dio on the Love Boat. Dio. Yeah. You know what? Bert Convy or Brothers taking a vacation on the uh, Pacific Princess. Do you remember the time that Sonny Sonny Bono was on and he played a character called Deacon Dark? Oh, yeah. He was like a Kiss. uh, He was like a member of Kiss. Right. The painted face, the the uh, the, the snakes, and all that stuff. And he was dating a a blind woman. No, deaf, deaf. She couldn't hear the music. You're right. And, yeah. and she, I remember yeah. everything about that episode. Her name was Paula, and he wrote a song about her. <laughs> yeah. And he finally changed his tune, and he ended up and writing like easy listening music. The but he loved it. Deacon Dark. Horrible. Oh, my. Yeah. Here it is. Horrible. Absolutely horrible. I don't even know why we booked this man. In the best ways. Adam Fricker. Uh, all right. So, anyhow. <laughs> this has been the most bizarre crossover we've ever done. <laughs> wow. We have him from time to time. Yeah, it's great. Where uh, are we? <laughs> uh, We're watching video of the Deacon Dark ex- uh, episode. This is why This is why I watch Love Boat on MeTV every uh, Sunday evening at 6. Yeah, okay. Okay, so Pierre's in next, and I want to thank our sponsors. Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show, and also brought to you by Hers, the official snack food of summer, and Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram City. They're ready to kick off summer with big discounts. Shop now. Tomorrow, we have Judd Apatow on the show. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. And he's got the... Uh, he's the, got a it's new a movie. movie. It's with Pete Davidson, and it's basically his life and uh, his growing up in uh, in Staten Island. And it looks, it actually looks really funny. Okay. I mean, not that, not that it should be a miracle because it's Judd Apatow, but, you know, he's unproven as far as a, uh, a, a, a comedic actor, Pete Davidson. Right, right. We'll see. All right, hold on. What? We're going to stop. Oh. What happened? We know what happened at Nick's Roast Beef. Oh. All right, let me get a listener mic. Oh, please. All right. Hi, Mike. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, buddy? The story has it that Nick's Rose Beef has the trucks that they send on the road, you know? Yep. Yeah. And someone went in and stole all the catalytic converters off all four of their trucks. What? And there you go. Right. And that's how they helped them out. Okay, so they didn't they didn't explain that in our copy. I think yeah. that would yeah that the same thing happened and they, they want to help you in the same way. Okay. Mike Thank yep. you for, uh, hey. you know what? Give him yeah. something. I'm going to give him a case How of How would you like a catalytic converter? <laughs> no, we're not going to I'll take the catalytic converter over to beer. You don't want, you don't want any beer? No, I'll take the beer. All right, I'm going right. to give you a case of Sly Fox Hellas Golden Lager. All right, buddy? Thank you very much. Hang on the line. We'll get your information. All right, there we go. Glad we cleared that up. Because I've been reading that all week and had no idea what that meant. Okay. Well, they, they were oh, they were stolen. God. Those trucks yeah. were targeted, and that's it. this is why you know it's a problem. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, we'll see you tomorrow. That's it. Ray John, have a great day. Bye-bye, gang. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. Today, as you can imagine. Next message. One cigarette. Two cigarettes, and coming up next will be four cigarettes. And I'm just sitting here enjoying some Thunderbird and singing with some wooden creatures known as a chipmunk. I say. Next message. When are we reopening our state? In Maryland, I see people having a good time. 
Open it the f- up. The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. Hey, it's Al Beck here to tell you about Nerd Radio, the podcast I co-host with James and Chuck Bean. Each week we talk all things nerdy like video games, comic books, TV, movies, and more. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at Nerd Radio 101. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Nerd Radio, part of the B-Pod Studios Network.